Hey guys, Sleeper Kid here. You're about to listen to our newest podcast, and this time we have a um, longtime SKW wrestler, uh, fetish model. She's also a part-time uh, dominatrix, the beautiful Eliza Devine, who has uh, presented us with an amazing um, episode, uh, not just because she's a, you know, a great performer, but also she uh, lets us in um, a, a bit deep into uh, her personal um struggles with uh, you know mental health and, and a lot of um, things that the, the business has kind of thrown her way uh, but she's been doing fantastically and we're really glad to see her back and uh, this is a good way uh, of kind of finding out what kind of journey she took to get to um, to where she is now um, anyway so uh, anything else I can think of um, uh, the usual find us at sleeperkidsworld.com uh, skwppv.com um, and make sure to visit our friend Saya Savage's site at EssentiallySavageProductions.com. Uh, She's doing great over there. And my wife's site at VelvetsFantasies.com. And uh, until next time, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. This is Sleeper Kid. Uh, today is Sunday, the twenty fifth of February of two thousand eighteen, and um, That's today, very yes, today marks. What was that? That's very thorough. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And very. I thought thorough. I fucked that up. Um, we are sitting here with uh, the lovely Eliza Devine, who's going to be our our guest for today, and actually my co-host stepping in for Jacqueline, who's out of town, is Miria. Hello. Say hello. Hi. <clears throat> and so, uh, for Hi. those of you guys uh, who, it's been a little while since the last big podcast. I think it was like Tracy Jordan, and then I did a smaller one. But um, uh, we just finished shooting an epic, I'd say like hour plus exhaustion custom match <laughs> uh, between custom. you guys. And for the those of you who are wrestling fans uh, and follow our site, you know that they did like think you guys did the very first one. That very was, first exhaustion. Or at least, yeah, yeah, the first one that was like that big. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Back at like the old house, the, mm-hmm. old, the old studio. The um, old days. In the olden days. And so uh, for a long time, like um, uh, Eliza took a hiatus, and so we weren't mm-hmm. sure we were going to get you back on the mats, but also not sure if we were going to get you guys back together. Uh, so I'm very delighted to not only yeah. have you know had you shoot for us today but also have some time to, to do this podcast um <clears throat> yeah i haven't been able to just you know hang out with you too in a while and that's uh i like that opportunity it's, really? cool. it's like a little reunion and i yeah. love it thank you we sound like the snl sponsored story. by my medication <laughs> <laughs> sweaty balls <laughs> what is that the kind of match you're having oh my god I feel so old. All right, um, then get then let me get my set, okay? No, but um, so we're going to um, start with kind of a history of, of how you got into the business because uh, for those of you who don't know, like if you just for a quick uh, summary, uh, Eliza started modeling around 18 yeah, years Yeah, I was of age. 18 years old. I had just gotten my GED. Uh, I didn't really have a car. I just dove out to Atlanta and stayed with some friends. And I had a couple headshots, and I just went around and did crazy things that I found on Craigslist. <laughs> and hey, wait a minute! That's what this—that's <laughs> what this is. That's how you and I. That's, that's, yes, that's, how, that's we met. how we met. I had you're the only person that I I managed to successfully contact through Craigslist. Yeah. Um, knowing knowing what we know now about Craigslist is not that. Yeah. <laughs> Scary now. <laughs> I'm surprised we we you know there was no murder involved, but um, but yeah no it was it was you answered my ad there it was very standard and I I think we did like one thing in 
oh god, not even not even the old house. It's the one before that one. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it was right. It, it was that house you had right after your apartment, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> mostly wood paneling. I remember. Um, I came. I came and I knocked on the door. I had like this rolling suitcase of wardrobe <laughs> and I knocked on the door and Devin was actually the first one to answer mm. the door. You know, she was on her phone, but she was the first one to answer. And um, you had us do a clip together with her and Alex, the three of us. So I think that was about the, the first time I'd ever shot with you. Is that the one where like they were supposed to be, they're teaching you or something? Or? Something like that. Yeah. Like they were together in a team and I... Yeah, and you're supposed to like learn from, I forgot. Yeah. I remember you were, I think I, I put I you like I at a... I knocked one, them out a couple times. Yeah, you ended up coming yeah. back or something yeah. like that. Um, see, that's why people, I have people like you to remember shit. <laughs> if you're relying on my memory, <laughs> you're in trouble. That was more detail than I remember. I'm so bad at those little details. Like I... I didn't remember that Devin went to answer the door and that she was the first person that saw you. Maybe um, it's just because I write. Um, I absorb a lot of sensory details. So even mm-hmm. though I do have kind of big chunks missing in my memory, what I do remember, I remember down to how things felt and smelled and how tall people were compared to me and all sorts of ridiculous <laughs> stuff. And it all comes out in my writing. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast today, I think. <laughs> it was like a, like a power bar and some bananas. Um so there you go. You have you have superpower compared to me. Um, <laughs> but Super brain. that was how many? So I don't want to. I want to date your. <laughs> <laughs> that was twelve uh, years ago. Okay, I'm right. thirty years old. <laughs> all right. And so that's how long we've known each other. So it's been yeah, it's been a years. long time. Yeah. Um, and Eliza ended up becoming you know just a really dear friend and also just an amazing. Um, the cats are going crazy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you start. It was so funny because you're the prime example of. A model that seems so timid when we started working with you and um, I remember there was a couple of, of the things I do remember is like I was trying to get you to do like different facial expressions during different moves and stuff and you were having kind of trouble with that mm-hmm. um, I remember it looked like you were smiling a lot for the first yeah shoot. And... I smiled a lot the first couple <laughs> I, so I it didn't look like why. so much as pain as it was like she's enjoying this <laughs> but then eventually like I don't know, something She just... was an awkward teenager. Yeah, I was. I was an awkward teenager. I didn't have a lot of acting experience, but I was pretty much willing to make a fool of myself. So eventually it went Probably in the not right super direction. confident either. Uh, not at first, no. but I got there. But um, but yeah, but eventually <clears throat> something clicked. I remember I, there was a clip we were doing and there I could just almost see it happen in your brain. It was just like click and suddenly you just you were take you took direction really, really well. And you became one of the more expressive actresses that we had. And all these guys, uh, all these fans started immediately responding to that and sending customs and sending emails saying, oh my God, this girl's great. Um, Yeah, a lot of them responded to the amount of fun that I was having. Yeah. Um, I I noticed that anything that I do or that, you know, I'm I'm having a great time doing, then people do tend to, to be drawn a little more to it. But if I remember correctly, I was also having a really hard time in roommate situations back then and yeah. stuff. So you were letting me crash on your couch for a little while and all okay. that. And during that time, you were spending a lot of extra time uh, training me in different moves and holds and reactions and stuff like that. So some of the personalized training could have had something to do with it. That too. was, that was I mean, it, yeah, that added a lot to it. But you went really quickly from like you know I to the, the thing we were talking about earlier where you kind of like weren't sure how to express um <laughs> with these cats um <clears throat> but uh but no so 
I don't want to get too much ahead of ourselves. So there's a question actually that one of the fans asked that it's appropriate to, I think to ask at the beginning. Okay. Uh, so one of our uh, fans, Roman, <clears throat> he asked. Oh, I know Roman. Hey, Roman. Yeah. So he asked, uh, what's the motivation behind your long-awaited return? And, um, and your thoughts on women's wrestling returning to a more serious side than it was years before? Um, let's go to that first part of that question because okay. as people know or some people might not know you took a break you, you were I did gone I, for a while. I took quite a long hiatus um, had to do a bit of self-searching I was having a great deal of mental health issues mm -hmm. and I had gone through quite a lot of things all at once and it became very confusing whether or not some of the things that I was doing I was doing for enjoyment or just doing for money so I had to kind of pull myself away from the situation and ask myself, you know, where I wanted to go from there. So I relied on money using other things for a while. But then I, I noticed that I just kind of kept wanting, I, I wanted to bounce around. I wanted to get dropped on my head and drop people on their heads and stuff like that. It was like, you know, there's something missing. Yeah. You decided there's, it was fun after yeah, it all. it was. It was fun. So that is exactly how you phrased it. Too. I remember you were messaging me and you were like, I miss throwing people around. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do. I did. Um, I, I did miss it. So I took that as a, as a positive that maybe this wasn't all wrapped up in just, you know, what was going on in my head at the time. And I, you know, I sought the help that I needed. And um, I'm on a medication right now that helps me. So now that I feel a little more stable, I think it's an appropriate time to come back and start, you know, start doing some of the things that I love again. Start being, because, you know, one of the signs of, that someone's going through a hard struggle is that they're not participating in the things that they loved before. Uh, that's, you know, pretty clear red flag. Yeah. Um, you know, I got I had to sort my head out a bit, but I'm, I kind of like how I'm approaching it now for, for the fun, for the, you know, because I don't rely on it entirely for my, my income anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I'm better able to communicate with fans. At first, it was a little difficult for me because mm -hmm. I had a lot of communication issues. But... Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm coming back to have fun. I like how I approach it now, now that I'm a little older. I am so glad to not be an 18-year-old anymore, <laughs> to not be 20, to mm. not be any of those. Do you know that your frontal lobes aren't fully developed till you're 25? Yeah, that means, it. that's why everyone is stupid before <laughs> then. Everyone. That is, there is no exception. Everyone is stupid. I, I would definitely, there's been a lot of cases where you meet somebody who's, you know, under 25 and you go, okay. Mm -hmm. They got a lot to learn. You got some, yeah. And then there's some, there's some that I've met that are very old souls. I thought mm -hmm. I don't, when I met you, I felt that you had like an older soul. Like oh, that. I was definitely an old soul. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of responsibility when I was a kid. I helped my parents a lot. I helped raise my younger brother. Um, I helped educate him. And all that, being that responsible from that young an age, I guess it just went in reverse. When I became yeah. a young adult, it was the exact opposite. <clears throat> I was not responsible at all, especially not for myself. Time to cut loose. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm getting, I feel like now that I'm 30 and I've done the stupid, <laughs> I can do the more fun things. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to have, you have to, yeah, you have to have that moment I, in life where you kind of let loose a little bit. And... Yeah, I can find that balance of intelligent adult who makes at least somewhat good decisions and you know wild person having fun mm -hmm. who knows how to do it safely well um 
let's see, I want to go back to when we first met. So um, one of the things, I mean, <clears throat> you definitely, like, you were socially awkward, but I don't, don't remember it being, like, to the point where it's like you couldn't talk to people. Like, you, you could. Um, but the way you try to remember it, because you're like, yeah, I, I really couldn't really, you know, talk to people back then. And I was like, you did a pretty good job. It's just, you know. I adapted. Yeah, you adapted. I, I kind of had to. Yeah. Uh, well, you and, you know, the people in wrestling and modeling were considerably more social than I was. No, oh, yeah. So I had to adapt to those environments of, you know, get-togethers and dinners with other people and things like that. Um, I do have some social issues, even to this day. I have no real filters. I'll say just about anything to anyone. <laughs> I, I, I have, um, I have I mean, a that's habit very, That's of, very common in this world. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> but um, I have a habit of kind of redirecting conversations back to myself all the time, which people can find pretty irritating. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if people are just surface people... You're going to love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if people are just surface people... And they don't have much to talk about underneath them. It makes me feel hollow sometimes. Like I'm trying to to carry too much of the, the their, their, their their lack of personality. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I'm uh, and my before um, I started medicating and things like that. I had this habit of switching moods pretty rapidly, and sometimes people couldn't really keep up with that. Um, I got a, uh, an evaluation done uh, by a psychologist uh, who diagnosed me with post-traumatic stress disorder with mm -hmm. dissociative symptoms. But in the notes, really big in the notes, also said, extreme likelihood of autism. Mm. <laughs> extreme. Like, now, not enough, apparently, to conclusively yeah. diagnose me, but... But you know, just on, enough to tease. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, everyone I know is like kind of on the spectrum somehow. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we, I think we're all somewhere Somewhat in that autistic. world. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, everything from like autism and, and Asperger's and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of people that I know that that are you know they lean yeah. towards a lot of those things. But you bring forth a, a good set of points. Not even a good set of points, but just a good uh, starting point to talk about mental health as it relates to people who work in fetish mm -hmm. um a lot of people that i i know that work in this business um are i mean obviously fucking fantastic people but they're very multifaceted there's a lot of detail to their personalities and a lot of them are dealing with a lot of the things that you dealt with mm -hmm. um and both both male both female it doesn't yeah. matter there's no and uh i i you know i'm currently going to therapy like mm -hmm. i never thought i'd say that when i was younger that i was going to be like yeah because i would always, when i was younger you think like ah and that's just for crazy people it's like no so you need sometimes even if it's not uh uh i say psychiatric mm -hmm. just yeah. something that's psychological just go and talk to somebody who's like a talk therapist yeah. and, and it's helped Counseling. a great deal mm -hmm. i don't talking to a professional especially because you can talk to your friends and your family and all that mm -hmm. Uh, but and you know they might be able to f provide some kind of emotional support but they're not trained in really how to listen without without you know giving advice without interjecting themselves into the situation without trying to tell you what to do without yeah. any of that there, there are people who are trained to sit there and listen to you speak and to they're not, not just waiting for their they turn. They can direct yeah. you a little bit better. Exactly. That takes training. Yeah. And I've had to tell like people close to me even uh, because, you know, um, my mom, uh, she goes through a really hard time. And she deserves someone who she can really talk to like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I've had to tell her before that that's 
probably not me. I'm not really at that emotional receptive level. And I'm not trying to be mean by right. saying that. I'm trying to, to get you to the best person. You, know. you may be her yeah. daughter, but you're not the best person for yeah. the job. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a trained counselor, and I'm about the last person you'd probably want to have still her and support her regardless, yes. but it's not your job to heal her. Well, you know, I definitely would like to help, but I know where my strengths are yeah. and where they're not. Yeah, and like it's like with me, I can I, I can only tell my wife so many times that I'm feeling anxious mm-hmm. before I know it's going to. She's like, you well, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do something about it. Do something about it, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, and I feel bad because I don't. And, and, I don't want to keep. Sometimes you lo- can't. Yeah, sometimes you can. Sometimes you feel like you're overloading them with, you know, because they have their problems. They have mm-hmm. people that you love. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to keep loading this on top. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, talking to somebody really helps if medication is needed. Take it. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that because I think what we do, the people that we are, you know, even if you have a day job and you're doing fetish, you're doing um, uh, fetish production, you're doing uh, modeling uh, in this world and you're doing it for for a good period of your life, um, you're basically working outside social norms. Like this is Mm -hmm. not what people are supposed to be doing, air Mm -hmm. quotes. Um, (laughs) You're supposed to have a nine to five job. They're supposed to have kids at the age of 25. They're supposed to have grandkids by the time. social expectations. Um, So when you're out there shooting, you know, a stuck video and you're covered in, in, you know, uh, fucking microwave gummy bears and then <laughs> the next thing you're doing is a you know a cat fight and then you're doing a, a plush video or you're doing something where you're inf- popping inflatables with your ass there's got to be moments where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like what the fuck am I doing <laughs> not in a bad way but in that like am I strange am I you know and so people start to uh, I, I did too I was like am I do, you know am I a strange person because I produce this stuff am I am yeah I, I remember you used to ask those questions a lot when mm-hmm. we first met I'm like, and should I, I go you, find a nine to five job? Should yeah, I? You know, and I'm like, no. You you have the freedom that a lot of people want. <laughs> yeah, and there's and, and that's the thing. You you do have to you know you we're kind of scouting these areas that are still pretty desolate. There's not. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like you know Lewis and Clark. We're exploring a lot of places mm-hmm. that people haven't been yet, and uh, and there's a lot of stress that comes with them, and, and it happens a lot with with models. I think you know a lot mm-hmm. of the models that I know, they just whether it's personal. Uh, events that happen in their lives like it happened to you mm-hmm. or that plus they just put a lot of stuff on their own shoulders and then mm-hmm. it just leads to stress and anxiety and, and panic and and so I think it's really cool that you you know you're you're even telling that this part of your story because you know it's mm-hmm. like I said I have personal. no filters <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of the personal stuff that I and maybe that's why I'm a writer I don't have the option to hold the personal stuff back yeah um, you know, I've never been the type who automatically knows the appropriate thing to say. You know, I'm probably not the kind of person you want speaking at a funeral. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, um, get, I got to know my strengths and all that. For what can I say about Super Kid? <laughs> <laughs> probably doesn't well, smell very good right now. No. <laughs> he is 100%. More filled with embalming fluid now <laughs> yeah. than he was the last I time I spoke. Would say no. <laughs> uh, at some point, well, when I... he's underground, he will fart. <laughs> no, you've probably done a lot of that before. Yeah. <laughs> we all listen very carefully. He might do it now. He might do it now. <laughs> and that's when Eliza was gently escorted from the premises. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
So, uh... <laughs> Please have me speak at you. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. goodness. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we do love you. If all my other friends are dead. <laughs> then, then call me. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but um, uh, I do, and I do notice, you know, I notice, we're going to get through this, this thick part of it first because I think this is the hardest thing to talk about. When I would talk to you several months ago before you went back to your medication, mm-hmm. I noticed the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other people I know that spoke to you mm-hmm. in public situations noticed the difference because they were, um, how do I put this? Uh, so when you were going through, I think the worst part of it, yeah, we did a, my symptoms, we did a shoot really here mm-hmm. and I noticed that you just, your thoughts weren't, um, they, they, cohesive? They, she wasn't they, connecting they, properly? Cohesive is a good word. They also weren't grounded with any sort of like pattern. It mm-hmm. seemed like they was just kind of shooting out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had another girl that was in the room with you. And she came to me later. And, and, and she was just, she was very concerned. She was like, mm-hmm. I know Eliza. You know, and, and she's, is everything okay? And I'm like, I'm not a doctor. At that time, it was not. And I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how to say I didn't. I have noticed a difference. I did, and, and we had a couple of moments with Carrie. We were downstairs watching a movie, and you were getting very upset at a scene mm-hmm. that you would never have gotten upset at. You know, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Uh, and then I, I think you eventually, I think you just left because you were just like, ah, I can't handle this, and you, you ended up leaving. And then we were at, um, and I'm not trying to say this to, to shame you at all. I was trying to say these are different examples of the things that I noticed that hurt me because I really wanted to, to help. At the same time, I felt kind of helpless because I don't know, I didn't know mm-hmm. how to approach. And I know that I knew that you were thinking about seeing a therapist, and, mm-hmm. and so I was just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Um, and there was one point. This is actually the funny one, and don't get mad. Uh, <laughs> we can we can edit this if you want, but it was pretty funny because you said something oh, that great. just came out of your brain. And uh, we were at, I think it was like a nightclub or something like that. And I walked up to you and you hadn't seen me in a long time. And you were like... Ascension, right? Yeah. <laughs> and ah. I go, uh, and you're like, oh my God, so you got married. That's great. And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, you got any, have you done your honeymoon yet? I'm like, no, not yet. And I was like, uh, you're like, where are you thinking of going? And I said, I think me and like, we're going to do like a double honeymoon, me and some friends, we might go to Japan. Yeah. Now, this is when I knew that Eliza... <laughs> You know, this is pre, you know, because she, anybody else. Before the men. Because you, you didn't have the filters. Mm-hmm. But the that not having the filters was also, at that point, hugely amplified. Mm-hmm. And so anybody else, if I said, hey, I'm going to go to Japan, you'd be like, oh, that's that really sounds cool. Good. Sounds yeah. She was just like, <laughs> you went, you better bring some hazmat suits. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> you're like, yeah, there's that one island that just is exploding and there's... <laughs> Or whatever it is. It's just like the, the, the radiation. Yeah, the radi- <laughs> radiation coming out of this place. And I'm just like, is that the first thing you thought to say when I said I was going to go to Japan? I'd like, be better back some <laughs> It's like we're going to we're going to Brazil. Oh, you better bring your anti knife suits because there's gangs. And I'm like, oh damn, now I feel terrible. <laughs> And so at that point, I think, no, I, I was reading a lot about Fukushima. That, that was it, Fukushima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 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 then I have you over today, and I haven't talked to you in a bit, and I suddenly just it, this is the Liz that I have known for mm-hmm. for ages. This is Eliza that I knew when I met that, that that I first met, and before you started getting really hit by all these you know mm-hmm. it, you know by the issues that led to you having to seek therapy, uh, and so the fact that 
you're doing so well. You know, you, you, today we shot stuff that you know I was like, ah, it's been a while. I hope uh, maybe he'll just. And you weren't you weren't rusty at all. You just fucking jumped right into it. It flew by really quickly, and uh, it was very awesome to shoot. And it was it was I was geeking out because it was like, oh shit, I get to see you know. Uh, the reunion yeah. between... If um, I may, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, even back in the early days when I first met you, you know, you knew some, you know, mm-hmm. Sleeper before I did, but, um, and you introduced me, but, you know, I started working with you and we clicked really well and we worked very well together and even I saw a lot of changes over the years and mm-hmm. I was kind of scared I'd, you know, sort of lose you as person I knew and I saw some of the negatives in your life and I saw the positives and I saw your roller coaster and I'm like I don't know what's going on and I don't even know how to reach out to her mm-hmm. but I just hope I hope for the best for her and I do I will just hopefully she'll come around but yeah. I can't step in without interfering negatively um, but even today I'm like I, I was even before you know coming here I'm like I hope we still have that chemistry that we once did mm-hmm. working together. I was actually really nervous. I was like, mm-hmm. I miss I, her. I, actually, I haven't I seen her in too. so long. Yeah. I was I, a little, I, I was she a little gonna, anxious. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. She had these butterflies before. Not because yeah. I thought you were going to come in here and start <laughs> yeah. like throwing poop at people. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is the option. You know? I mean, if oh, you want that wow. kind of thing, <laughs> I'm going to have to charge a lot more for that. She's kind like, of I did the opposite of Medicaid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I was like so nervous. I'm like, we had this amazing chemistry working together. And like, I hope we can still, you know, she's been through a lot and ups and downs. And maybe she's great now. Hopefully she's better. But I, I don't know if she's still having the issues she's having. And I guess let's find out. I'm like, oh, there she is. Oh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Where me, do I let, start? Let me ask you this because I'm, I've done, uh, I've had to go through medication as well in the past. I ended up taking i think you were still coming by to sorry something stuck in my throat uh this is when we were hanging out too and and like uh i i ended up getting put on mobutrin paxil and stuff like that um with your when you were feeling that you needed medication and they gave it to you um what was the transition like like was it i know you said you you were, you were taking something that was like time release and yeah it, it was definitely interesting i've i've definitely always had issues for as long as i can remember and i've always had some kind of symptom or another but at some point it did get beyond my control and the thing is um uh, i had a lot of heavy suspicions about medication because you know when I went to public school they tried to put my brother and I on stuff for ADD when they tested us both repeatedly for ADD and we didn't have it at the time and it was obvious but they still wanted to put us on medication Mm -hmm. so my mom actually took us out of school and had us homeschooled after that because Mm -hmm. of the sheer insistence that they were trying to do to drug us so to me medications were just some big conspiracy for a really long time So even though I knew I had a harder time doing just about anything than anyone else, Uh, everything like uh, talking to people, going to dinner with people, all of this took like preparation of energy that I could compile and and use throughout the experience because if I bottomed out, I wouldn't even really be the same person. I would just be exhausted and grumpy and I'd just want to hide in a room somewhere. (laughs) But um, it got really bad. Uh, after my dad died, mm. uh, the dad that raised me, um, 
when he died, and then a couple of other relatives died right after, and then, you know, I, I uh, had to help my family after that, and I was going to school full-time, and I, it's just, it all just collapsed. So, like, it was like a, a scaffolding that set on fire and just collapsed to the ground. Um, the medication, when I started using it the first time, everyone around me definitely saw a difference, too. Um, I was barely making it to class before, and then I was making it at least twice as much as I usually did. My, my grades improved, uh, my ability to, to talk to people without flipping <laughs> improved. <laughs> flipping out. Yeah, flipping out. Um, um, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> flipping out, just like that, on the table. <laughs> but, I don't know... I had never, it basically, it went from bouncing from highs to lows out of my control completely mm. to just like this wave, this kind of, you know, I still had my emotions, but they wouldn't go so deeply into the, because uh, one of my counselors said that they suspected I might have bipolar disorder because I always had this pattern. I would be very, very productive for about three or four days. Just uber productive. You've never seen a superhuman like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would crash for three or four days. And you've probably seen this. I've seen I would not. Enough. Yeah, I would not get out of the bed for days. Mm -hmm. Maybe to drink water. Maybe. But I would not get out of the bed. I would be, like, focused on reading something. I would just be so dissociated from myself. I would forget to eat. I would forget to drink, brush my teeth, all this other stuff that should be normal, everyday people take care of themselves, mm -hmm. right? Well, I had so little energy at those times that it literally wasn't possible. So I went from that to this gentle wave of I might get really depressed like that, but if I take a nap... I'll be okay in an hour. Mm -hmm. And I had never experienced that before. So being able to plan things like, well, I want to do this this semester or I want to go on this trip. Yeah. Plan things in advance and actually go, you know, I, I might work that day. <laughs> I, might, I might be able to do these things that I plan ahead of time. Because before, I had no way of knowing if I would be able to function that day. I think you flew by the, you know, <coughs> yeah, always the seat of the pants, pants. Yeah, so whatever, for, for a long time. I re yeah. remember that. There could be no long-term planning because I didn't know how long I would work. I didn't know if I would be able to leave the house that day. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to try and run an adult life like that. Well, how did, uh, like, and I think, so how long did it take for the Medicaid? And this is just for my own personal interest because mm -hmm. it took me a long time to, to feel what I had to take at the time. How long mm -hmm. did it take for the medication to really start helping? Actually, it took me not long at all. Um, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, you know, I considered that some of it might be uh, just thinking that it would help or whatever. But um, I remember when I was first prescribed the Wellbutrin, it was very... Um, very suspicious because mm -hmm. that's just kind of how I am. I research everything to the point where I I, I'm telling my psychiatrist I don't, I don't about it. I don't blame you. I'm yeah. the same. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like I'm talking to my psychiatrist about it. Like I've been in the business for years, so this is a dopamine. Uh, this is a dopamine <laughs> reuptake inhibitor. You're right? preaching to the choir. Yeah. There. <laughs> and um, like, yes, we prescribed that to you. And. Uh, no, oh, my thought just dropped out of my head. There it goes. <laughs> there it goes. No, um, okay. So I started taking it 
around the holiday. And holidays, uh, like around Christmas that, that year, that first year. And holidays have always been difficult for me. I mean, my, my parents would do their best to make it awesome, but, you know, I have a mom and two dads. And everybody hates the one. And, you know, and it, it just... Having that animosity and that tension always leads to a certain amount of stress and, you know, how much money you're going to have and all this other stuff. So I remember sitting in my car with my brother in the passenger seat, and I had only been on the medication for a couple of days. And um, we were sitting in a parking lot trying to get to the next parking lot. And there were six or seven cars diving ahead of us, cutting each other off. Huh. To all get there first. And I'm just sitting there. And I turn to my brother and I go, this must be working. Because <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> nice. Oh it's working. No one died that day. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise <clears throat> I'd be like, ah! <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's, I hate you all. That's a, good first, that's a good first sign. It is. I was like, I'm okay with this. I think. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sitting here, and I just, I just didn't care. I hadn't moved in like ten minutes, and I did not care at all. Yeah, there was. I mean, and there's. Uh, I, I listened to a podcast. Um, I think it was like yesterday, where someone was describing taking Lexapro and saying it was like, you know, um, it's like what made it, what, 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 why did it help you? And I think that I forgot who it was, um, who the actor was, but he just said like it just made so I could see. Like the spikes that go up and point at the good stuff, I could see mm-hmm. those be- just as much as I could see the spikes. The downs, yeah. Point at the lows, you could see the highs clear, mm-hmm. and and not just the lows. And I was just like, that is that's amazing because because mm-hmm. you you know a lot of people of course still treat mental health uh, uh, or drugs that you know are supposed to help your mental health as as almost you know witchcraft. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like oh well you don't want to get on that shit because then you're you're hooked and blah 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 or it's gonna you know you know how hard it is to wean off of that. It's like well then if it fucking helps you yeah don't worry about the weaning off if it's gonna help you live a more productive and a productive and happy life you know then do it yeah know? do do what you need to do definitely There's always research research the, the shit effects. out of it yeah. yeah and if you don't like how you feel on it change to something else mm-hmm. wean off and then you know I, I had to do that I had to wean off of Paxil and Wellbutrin just because those two things <coughs> uh, different for different reasons just didn't yeah yeah I mean I technically ended up, I, I ended should up probably going take in, more than one thing but uh, you know the Wellbutrin's the only thing that I tried that had the steady yeah uh, you know the steady outcome it's technically the first uh, legal thing I've tried you know <laughs> to help me with these uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. situations and um, uh, it you know I don't want something that's going to solve all my problems I want something that helps me get up so that I can solve my problems. And that was the problem. Balance. I could not get up. I was stuck in this little rotting trailer uh, for four years. That was actually the longest I had ever lived anywhere. And it was because I was stuck in this cycle of depression where I couldn't get up and do the things that would get me out of there. Yeah. And after a short while on the medication, suddenly I moved to a much better place. Good. Uh, you know, I was able to... To make money, save it up, and good. You know, it was well. It's very you're, different. You're a prime example, along with other people that I've met who have who've gone through the medication process. That it is something that can really, really turn your life around. And mm-hmm. you know, there's <laughs> there's that weird 
section of people that still kind of treat it like I said mm-hmm. one of those like ah that's newfangled nonsense you know it's like <laughs> old man screams at cloud well you, know? you have to understand that these drugs have been used against the populace too like mm-hmm. uh, the extreme drugging of uh, teenagers of my generation that we narrowly oh, yeah. escaped, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, orchestrated by the government and the school system to make people more. I'm sure they were getting brain dead, <laughs> and I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the money they were making from the pharmaceutical oh, yeah, companies. Definitely. It's like, can you just flip everyone that goes through school on Ritalin? I don't know. That sounds like a no. I mean, here's like this much cash. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Your son has ADD. No, I don't think not so. Really, no. He does. Here, just give him this. That'll be, you know, $10 a pill, please. Um, and I don't think it's all conspiracy, because, I mean, that's why it's... not. It's, it's not, yeah, but, but there it is... Happens. There, yeah, there, there's it some dangerous traps to get to get caught in. So when you narrowly escape something like that, then, yeah, there's a lot of suspicion there that you may have to deal with in order to then seek legitimate help, especially when you try to find anything legitimate in the healthcare industry. Right. Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite recent lines was like Mel Gibson, who's a complete psychopath, but he was on a, uh, I listen to podcasts like it's, you know, Glenn style. Um, and this is why I enjoy doing this so much, because mm-hmm. podcasting is, you know, it's, it's just like shooting the shit with friends. Mm-hmm. But he was on some podcasts and he was talking so. about his 92-year-old grandfather, or no, 92-year-old father, going to a doctor, and the doctor is asking him, like, so what medications are you on, Mr. Gibson? And his father was like, none. You're 92 years old. How are you not on any medications? He's like, mm-hmm. I just don't go to hospitals very often. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see, it's like, I don't see doctors very often. They don't, mm-hmm. So I can't get prescribed and hooked. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's what you need for your joint pain. Here's what you need for your, you know, for your mental state. Here's what you need mm-hmm. for your panic. Um, but I don't know where I'm going with that. All I'm saying is... is uh, <laughs> Yeah, conspiracy. It can help and it can hurt. But no, but like so. I said, medication, like I feel it's that, that old joke about um, when someone says like, well, I don't want to take medication. I'm just going to, I'll deal with it myself. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm and one of those I people. Use, yeah, and I, but, I do no, that no, no, for a long time. No, 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 to the time, point but... where like, I mean like obvious medication. No, like, I was prescribed like, Things like no, 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 but like if oh. you're like, you know, if, yeah. if, if so, you get <laughs> if shot in the arm right. and, oh, oh, and yeah. someone's like, I'm going to give you like right. some, something to numb the pain, you're like, get that away from me. Oh, yeah, I'm not one of those. No, no, no. Uh, but <laughs> I, some, yeah, yeah. Like, stop hurting. But when it comes to the point where people are refusing, you know, like like Christian scientists and stuff like that, letting yeah. their children die of diabetes because, they because don't, they they, they're they waiting for God to get, you know, to, to send them a miracle. And I think like, he did. It's called insulin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called the person smart enough to invent insulin. And vaccinate your children. It's the old joke of the guy who's like, uh, there's a, what is it? It's the, it's a flood, and there's a guy like standing on top of his house, and it's, it's flooding, it's flooding, and a guy in a rowboat comes by, and he's just like, come on in. The guy's like, no, God's gonna save me. So then a guy in a powerboat comes in, hey, come on in, I got you, and he's like, no, God's gonna save me. And then a guy in a helicopter shows up, and come on in. He's like, God's gonna save me. And so the helicopter takes off. What happens? The water rises. He drowns. He goes to heaven and he goes to St. Who's the guy at the front? St. Peter? The gate. Something like that. St. <laughs> Peter. And he's just like, how come you didn't save me? I prayed to you. And St. Pete's like, I sent you a fucking boat, sent you a powerboat, sent you a fucking helicopter. Uh-huh. What else did you want? And like, mm-hmm. that's kind what of What else did you possibly have needed? Yeah. When someone is, is, you know, still hurting even though there's aspirin like right yeah. across the street. It's just like, mm-hmm. just take a few minutes. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so... That was the fun part of the conversation. Uh, I wanted, I did want to get through that because that's something that um, it was something that held me back for a long time. But it is 
a very uh, um, co- complete answer to what Roman asked, which is what kept you away, you know, yeah, for so long. It's real. Um, I know for a long time you and I had a difference of opinion in terms of the nature of the content and, and wh- how you felt certain scenes might be... Um, interpreted interpreted or, or as belittling or as you know something you weren't comfortable with at the time mm-hmm. um, has that changed I mean is there I mean because I well, you and I didn't really agree on that I always thought like well fetish is fetish and kink is kink and what people want to see if you're okay with bringing it to life mm-hmm. these people don't really want to see you like they don't honestly want to see you you know like your your personal real self as belittled or, or humiliated well but, some do uh, it's well, just it's true. just a reality um now here's the thing when I, when I first started when I was really young I was very open to all things sexual and fetish I was in fact probably too open um, <laughs> having no filters and all <laughs> but the thing is um, when you're a woman who's open and confident the world will find some way to punish you for it mm-hmm. and in that case in my case uh, Sessioner drugged and raped me and there were other instances like that where uh, sessioners or fans had tried to assault me. And the thing is that, yeah, those elements are part of that. You have the mature adults who can live a fetish and know that it's a fetish and live it right. with other mature consenting adults. Right. And then you have the people who will take whatever part of that they can and turn it into their own twisted worldview and think that everyone is there to entertain them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So after being bombarded by the type of people who thought that I was just their entertainment, I, I actually got, was dehumanized. Yeah, yeah I right. actually was dehumanized. I was, you know, I was going through all that while going through the symptoms and everything. Uh, I have dissociative symptoms, so I actually, I remember that there were a couple of shoots that I was doing that probably reminded me of some of the incidences, yeah. but I had sense. no memory of. Yeah. I had oh. no memory of it at the time. It filtered back later. Hmm. So yeah, there was that confusion and that lashing out, that feeling that, I well, I needed to defend myself here. And then there was that long question period of, okay, well, now that I'm getting back to myself... And I'm, you know, I'm pushing those influences away. What what portions do I want to keep? What portions do I want to express for others? Uh, things like that. You know, I need to rebuild my comfort level and rediscover yeah. what I'm comfortable expressing for other people. And where to drag the line. And I didn't, yeah. mean, I didn't mean to imply that those kind of people weren't out there. Right. Oh, but yeah. At the time, it seemed like you were getting flooded by that kind of... Mm-hmm. negativity when it came to the people that you were experiencing online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and, it, and it wasn't just online, it was in And it hurt me, life. it didn't hurt me, but it, it, it pissed me off <laughs> that these people were striking at the time that they did and that it was getting to you, that it was hurting you. And, mm-hmm. it was, and I'm very defensive when it comes to the people that I work with, especially mm-hmm. not just associates, but also the models that I work with. And I see you guys as family. Yeah, you're and, protective uh, of us, actually. And I'm very protective. And so when I see someone shy away from something that I feel is such a integral part of my happiness, I, I felt terrible. Because I was yeah. just like, what, is there anything that I can do? And and there wasn't much. I felt very yeah. helpless. You and, felt like and there, maybe you there did wasn't. Wrong. There I knew that I hadn't done anything right. wrong, but yeah, I knew that, that wasn't felt, an attack on you. I felt that I was pan. Pain. I felt that I was maybe am I selling to a community that that is 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 doing this? And then well, you ha- you have to understand that that 
um, the portions of the overall community that are doing things like that are larger than people would like to admit. Because mm -hmm. the, the average statistic that you see is one in four women sexually assaulted. But the mm -hmm. fact is, that's probably underreported. I've asked every woman, every girl I know, and not a single one of them doesn't have a story. Not one. That's very Which true. means there is a lot of men doing it. And you have to stop going, well, one in four women do this. No, okay, enough. How many men are doing it? Right. <laughs> How many? Mm -hmm. And it has to be a lot in order to, uh, for, like, for me to not know a single woman or single girl underage who has not been assaulted or harassed. The last there time, has to be a lot. The and last time that I did a session where I traveled from city to city, state mm -hmm. to state, and a woman hired me to wrestle her for an hour, uh, and then she attacked me. Was well, mm -hmm. never, because that never happens. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no guys get hired by women to, to wrestle them for, for you know X amount of money per hour. This is definitely a very so, um, very unique thing that happens. And and when it came to what you had gone through, and also a few other wrestlers that I know who have mm -hmm. gone through similar, if not worse. Um, it's it's true. It's out there, and I, I and it pains me to see anybody who is scarred by it because mm -hmm. I feel like by by association, I am part of the world of female combat, of mixed mm -hmm. combat. Of course, what we do is, I mean, it, it's the fun side. You it's, know, it's yeah, it's, it's the it's, it's the Count Chocula the, of, yeah. of vampires. Yeah. It's just like you know, here's the pilot driver, ooh, and he's supposed to like. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to assault you in a, in a, in a, in a dirty hotel room. Um, uh, we, that, I have not done that custom yet. But, um, but no, you're absolutely right. I, I take part of that back because, yeah, it, it was something. And I can see why it got to you. I just felt upset that it did, that it happened. Yeah, and, um, and the thing is, men don't get how they... A lot of men who, who think that way don't get how they... And other men don't get how that they're they're punishing men that way too, because all these fans who want to see these women out there wrestling and enjoying what they're doing, loving yeah. what they're doing, how can you possibly expect that? You're taking that away if, from the other guys. Yeah, if if you're if you're taking that if you're taking that enjoyment away from them. Yeah. And for a while, they took that enjoyment away from me, and you know I do want to get it back. I ha I happen to enjoy wrestling. Well, I you, happen you, to enjoy you the jumped in with both with. feet today. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We literally, guys, we shot. I guess when I edit it, it might come out to like seventy minutes, if mm -hmm. not longer. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a seventy-minute fight between uh, Eliza and Maria that literally starts in the basement in the um, in the mat room, and then makes its way through the entire house, mm -hmm. and then we ended up in the shower doing the big shower fight. Which you hadn't been in the new shower, so I was just like, "Oh, this yeah. is great." Uh, the, <laughs> it's a nice shower. It's the little things that you get yeah. excited about. You're like, "She hasn't been in my shower yet." <laughs> Um, but not, um, this one. not this one, no. But um, I'm doing a quick post where it says podcast time. Why am I getting? Hold on, there we go. That's well, better. But but the uh, but you you came in and like I said you jumped in today into it wasn't like hey we're doing a quick like pro wrestling ten minute thing. Mm -hmm. You jumped in and like we had a blast. We had a really mm -hmm. good time. Even like though old times. yeah, mm -hmm. and some of the content is so extremely silly. Like yeah, there's yeah. guys who really like over the top silliness, and I have to I have to keep pushing that. But you guys silly. did it so silly. well, and like oh, you have no, you don't have any of that. Uh, how do I put this? You're not so self-aware that you're not self-aware, but 
self-conscious, self-conscious. where right, you're yeah. you're like I don't want to do that it's gonna look stupid mm-hmm. and I'm just like this is what I've I, I looked stupid for 12 yeah. years and yeah. then I, I went and did sketch comedy after I that, love so. looking stupid yeah I'm yeah. like who cares <laughs> I've I mean, worked with models who... I mean, it's yeah. going to be a little difficult when I run for president. They're going to, like, pop those videos up every right. debate speech. Oh, and I I'm going to have to say things, you know, that'll knock that out of the park. But, you know... I'd be like, uh, I, I do believe Ivanka Trump never got hit in the face by a frying pan and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> As you can right. see here, I got hit ten times in a row. I don't believe anyone has made quite that ridiculous as a fa- of a face <laughs> and still stood, you know, live right. in front of several studio audiences to declare their campaign. If I could stand up to Tiny, I could stand up for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I like that. If I can stand up to my own reputation, you, you have nothing yet. on me. You haven't wrestled Tiny yet. You thought you, thought you met him. You were like, hey, big, big, tall man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have I met him before? I'm like, I don't think so. I've met him, but I still have yet to wrestle him. Yeah, he reminds me of someone I worked with on a video. He's he's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I look forward to working with him. Tiny is something. Yeah, he's he's the shit. Um, (laughs) Okay, so... um, Well, he must be. You've never (laughs) had another guy work on your company before. Yeah, a lot of people were were very surprised because I had a few pro wrestlers who were male to try out. And I found that a lot of the male pro wrestlers were very uh, stiff. They were, they, they, yeah. in terms of like they hit too hard because they were used to working with other dudes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was, oh God, I'm, I, there was one. Sh- I never released it, but there was one video where it was a guy that we had hired, and he picked a girl up for like a big slam, and just he was doing it so loosely mm-hmm. that I was like, someone's gonna get hurt. And mm-hmm. I was just like, let's cut. You know, he's like, oh, is everything okay? I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay you for this, but I think I'm just gonna cut it there. Mm-hmm. Or no, I didn't cut. I ended up having him just do ground moves. I was just like, just put her in a sleeper, put her in a camel clutch, something where you're not like picking her up and putting her back. Uh-huh. And this is a guy who went, you know, to school to mm-hmm. be a pro wrestler. So it's not even about did I go to school. It was like, are you a careful fucking person? Mm-hmm. And he is the carefulest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that even a word? Most careful person. <laughs> when it, like when you're wrestling that dude, it feels like you're on a on a roller coaster. Like you're mm-hmm. strapped in, you're safe, mm-hmm. you're screaming because you're mm-hmm. like, ah, you're, I'm you're six feet above the ground. <laughs> but he's putting you down like it's a pillow, but you're supposed to be like, oh, it hurts so mm-hmm. bad. The funny things I've observed, Tiny in action, I'm like, uh-huh. Wow, yeah. and then you know, yeah, and then the girls always go and tell their friends like, "I just wrestled this six foot." Yeah, guy. he was a beast, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. But it was awesome. <laughs> um, I, just, I look forward to working. Sounds like <laughs> yeah, Me no too. more, no more sleeper kid promotion. But um, so <laughs> I'm gonna go back and do a couple of of the the, the faves. So let me okay. just make sure that nobody. Some um, more questions. Yeah, there's a few other ones. There's there's people always ask the same questions, which is which is. It's, it's so cool to be able to do this. I'm glad you started a podcast. Then I love podcasts. Yeah. It felt like it was something that. You know, it's, it, it, it belongs because you're like, very interactive yeah. with your fans, so it just kind of goes along with it, you know. But they it also felt it. it also felt like we, if we did, I mean, it was such a missed opportunity to not do one. Yeah, yeah. we do this yeah. all the time. Every yeah. time you know we're done shooting, we'll sit around and we'll shoot the shit for a few hours. So sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> and so, hold on, sorry guys for the interference. It's been a little bit, and. Uh, Wonky. I don't know why it's might have a cord issue or something. Yeah, let's move the cord. the phone is too close. There we go. Feedback. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let's see. We had Roman's amazing question. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you, Roman. Love you, Roman. Oh, so there's a there's a girl named Michelle Arias who's also Mm -hmm. a wannabe or up and coming. She wants to be a wrestler for us. Just called her a wannabe. 
Well, yeah, want to be wrestling. Yeah, she hasn't. She hasn't done a single real match, so that would technically be all right. Like if I'm a wannabe actor, I haven't been in a single movie. <laughs> Stop judging me. Um, but it's fun, especially live. <laughs> yes. Oh well. Oh, Let's see. Okay, I'll have a little more of this one. So technically, okay. don't you tell me to judge you more when we're filming together? Uh, yeah. Like talk shit to you all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're supposed to. Talk yeah. shit. You can't just yeah you know, sit there and take it. Um, so uh, Michelle says, "What is your favorite kind of outfit to wear for a match?" Uh, I'm pretty partial to one pieces. Um, I'm pretty partial to cat suits too. Mm. Like cat suits, the stuff that I'd wear for the vampire stuff, costumey stuff is a lot of fun. What about the uh, um, accoutrement? Uh, knee pads, elbow pads. Boots? Yeah, I actually I was gonna say that I do like. I remember when you first started. Uh, you were very inspired by the 80s style female wrestling, and Still I really like. Yeah, yeah, I really like the outfits like that. The ones that you know that that has the knee pads and everything. I'd say between. It I'd makes say it feel it, more it's, real. It's stuck between yeah. the the cat suit only because I've always associated cat suits with power and comfort and all this yeah. other stuff. Ever since Catwoman, like uh, what is it, Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ever since hers. The, oh, that that's was the like birth. My of, that was a birth of a thousand yeah. bodysuit fetishes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it really was, yeah. including mine. Uh, Jack, uh, Jacqueline. Uh, I have to model in that suit one day. Jacqueline really has one. She yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. She's you a can't re- go wrong in a cat suit. She's a really good. Yeah, I'm a little I, I love too. the cat suits and I love the the pro style wear because I feel you know I feel like a wrestler in it and I don't feel like I'm gonna have like a nip slip or a, <laughs> yeah my, if you're wearing tights and, hanging, and you know <laughs> <laughs> twat just flashing out randomly we're gonna have I don't to, we're feel gonna, like we're that. gonna have to bleep that out really later, <laughs> no I'm kidding um, no, okay. I just you you feel fetish but that you word. have to I haven't heard that word in so the coochie part you, you, <laughs> You I love that fetish, word. but you have to bleep twat. No, out. I love that word. That's one of my favorite words for vagina. Me too. It's like a twat. twat. Uh, it just looks like the sound. The word sounds like what it looks like. Well, I also you know like I mean? it. I also like it as just like you fucking twat. Right? You know, like British, it rolls off the tongue better. The, the British use it pretty well. I like, like cunt pretty well too. Cunt's I think great. I'm with her. But that'll you know that'll uh, jar Cunt's, people more. Cunt has lost a lot of its. Power, I feel, because it's been it's being used so much. Like, no, it's pretty hard. The thing still. is, it's it's being like in movies. I hear it all the time. It's being used. That's the problem. That's the only reason it's losing its like power. Not, People use it as an insult. Not referring to, but to not referring. Yeah, exactly. Which is ironic since it's about the only like, word hey, that actually refers. How does this look in my cunt? You know, yeah. that's oh, that's yeah, that would jar me a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like exactly. mom. <laughs> But it was. Oh yeah. God, your mom's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she would totally have that conversation with you. Too. The words in Spanish for for vagina are so horrifying. <laughs> so bad. They don't sound any. They don't sound sexy at all. I can't even. I'm not they're even. Harsh. They're harsh. Yeah. Mm. One of them. Yeah. Is, oh, there's. Anyway, so. Um, well, um, you know, no, cunt is like if you use vagina, that technically means sheath for a sword or something stupid. So it doesn't even really mean vagina. Yeah, it doesn't even really mean vagina. It means reflection of penis, pretty much. So cunt, <laughs> the reason why it's the used to insult so much and and why it's hated so much is because it's one of the only words in the English language that actually refers to the actual vagina, oh. the actual female genitalia, not in relation to the male genitalia. 
That is why it is you, it is why. so disempowered sometimes. I like I like cock holster. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> no, no, that's actually not for a vagina. That's for someone's mouth. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay. It was. I was a bit, some movie I was watching was like put. You know, it was something like uh, some some girl was yelling awful things at somebody, and so I was like, "Shut your cock holster!" And I was like, "That is amazing. <laughs> that is a great thing to say." Um, uh, but anyway, wow, we landed on this planet, <laughs> planet cock holster. <laughs> But let's go back a bit. Another basic question that we ask that, you know, it really helps kind of flesh out your, your persona and, and, you know, use a per- well, use a person and your persona. Yeah. Same, <laughs> Something like that. same goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, peanut butter and butter made of peanuts. <laughs> uh, is, um, so... What makes com- you you? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. What are your favorite curse words to say? Um, <laughs> no, what is your favorite curse word? I would say fuck, from what I know you. You yeah, say fuck a lot. I do say fuck a lot. I really But you do. don't even say it hard. You just kind of let it fl- just fuck. Just like, yeah, well, I'm just get out of the fucking store and mm-hmm. pick up some fucking beans. And, mm-hmm. and it's like saying duh. And then we fucked, you know. And then we fucked on top of the fucking beans. After cooking those fucking beans, I like, I like beans, where this is going. Yes. Fucking right so speaking of bean that. fucking, uh, when you were younger... <laughs> What? When you were younger and you were fucking. when you were developing as yes, a... Yes, I was being fucking when I was younger. When you were developing as a young one. Okay. Um, were there... Because this is something that we ask a lot because... Wait, let me let me make sure I'm developed here. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, okay, I we're good. Well Only developed. microphones were cameras. <laughs> no, yeah, um... well developed. So one of the things that, that I think a lot of male fans tend to feel alienated by... Because um, we're, we're all little snowflakes, is the yes, fact that that, that men develop fetishes way more than women do, and and by fetishes I mean by, by fetishes I, I see that look in your fucking face. Fucking. <laughs> by fetishes I don't mean like oh this is not a oh, that's where constipation meets outrage. Yeah, shoe, it's not it's not like it's not like a shoe fetish. It's not like a kink. It's mm-hmm. like what what you have to have present in order in to, order to come. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a hardcore fetish. And one thing that I've 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 no you know quickly realized as time went by is that it seems to that kind of thing is definitely more of a male oriented experience. Not saying that women don't can't have them, yeah. but not as much. I, I I could I would put my money on not as well, much as men. One, you you've got to realize that the world doesn't talk about women's sexuality nearly as much I don't know. as it talks about I'm men. I'm talking <laughs> about the many many women that I've spoken to, and I'll uh-huh. ask them, "What is your fetish?" And the first thing they'll say is like, "I don't really have one." Oh, but I have a kink. I like being tied up. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. But I don't, you know, I don't need to be tied up in order to have an orgasm. Yeah, I, I like does. wearing spandex. I like. I happen to have some fetishes. So uh, I like know. to. So this is one of those rare moments where I'd like to hear about them if you're okay about talking. Oh uh, sure. Yeah. Um, mine are actually pretty <laughs> ironic, uh, <laughs> considering the things I've been through. Um, I actually have some fetishes related to non-consent. Mm. Um, and those are for some really messed up reasons. When women have fetishes, the reasons can get pretty messed up. Um, some of my first memories happen to be related to non-consent. Um, it, it was what I first knew about sex when I was young, and it was just the reality of it forever. So it just became part of my sexuality. I do like to... Oh, yes, please. I do like to explore other things. Um... Do you but feel- I've noticed that I do need that, I need some of that element 
in order to really reach a completion. But yeah. as far as uh, women's fetishes and everything go, you have to realize that the, the entire world is pretty much, including the way women are raised and trained, literally mm. trained and groomed, mm. revolves entirely around pleasing men. Mm. Entirely. Okay. So you have these women and men who grew up at the same age. The women grew up to please the men, being trained to please the men. And the men grew up learning how to please themselves and what they love and what they want most out of their sexualities. Mm -hmm. Women weren't really given that opportunity. So when you talk to women about their kinks and their fetishes, a lot of them probably aren't even really going to know. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of them aren't well, they're, they're, they're not, not educated to, to know and understand and flourish in their own sexual lives. They're educated to know and understand and help men flourish in theirs. That's true. That's why so, I didn't really understand in many cases, a lot of my sexuality That's true. First. So I have a question for you to follow mm -hmm. up, but I also want to add that I have spoken to women who are very connected mm -hmm. with their sexuality, women who are straight up professional level mm -hmm. 5,000 gold tier doms mm -hmm. who, um, who just, you know, they, they understand the psychology and even then I'll be like, what, what gets you off? And they're just like, sex. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You don't have like, maybe like a gear fetish, like something you like to wear, something you like to see? They're like, no. Nah. No, and I, I like I like sex. I like getting off through cli clitoral, 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 um, clitoral. <laughs> That's no, kind of a word. It, it is sort of clitoral sounds as clitoral. It's more refined. Or you know, vaginal, vaginal, anal, anal sex. Anal and vaginal and clitoral. Um, put it in the Give me all of the above. Yes. Uh, I'll and check a medium fry. F for fart box. <laughs> anyway, so, yes. Yeah. Probably would But not. there will be, yeah, there, there, there have been some women that I've spoken to that, yeah, I could tell. They, they just didn't have that, that yeah. particular thing. But, so, do you feel that it is a healthy thing to feed, uh, that particular non-consent-based fetish? Or is it something that you should overcome to get rid of? Because I feel... I, let me... Hold on. I want to complete the sentence. Because uh, I, I know a lot of women that... Um, not, I mean, not, not a lot. A lot you know, not like you know, know, a horrible people. But I've <laughs> met many... Probably more than you realize. Well, yeah, I've <laughs> met many so. girls that are into... And I've interacted with a lot of women who are do have non-consensual yeah. um, uh, fetishes. Well, and when when that's actually your reality, yeah. when your reality is, chances are you're going to be attacked. There are ways that the brain adapts in order to own or, or envelop that experience in a way that empowers instead of destroys. Do you feel that's a positive thing to... To uh, to enjoy it in that way, Cause I, I feel it is an inevitable. Uh, for some, it is an inevitable side effect to the world that we grow up in because mm -hmm. you know we this this is a rape culture. There's a global rape culture where um, a lot of the populace of men feel entitled to women in every way possible, from telling them what to wear to telling mm -hmm. them when and how to reproduce. And all this stuff. So yeah. women growing up in that environment, some of them are going to take little pieces of that and it's going to become incorporated into their sexuality because it's the only thing at first that they really know about it. Um, I don't think that that's something that you can really fight and get rid of. Yeah. I think I am extremely lucky to have run into the BDSM community mm -hmm. when I was 18, 19. 
because, you know, on top of the non-consent and everything, I, I'm also a sadist. Like, I'm a genuine sadist. I have mm-hmm. the desire to cause pain or to cause reactions that are uncontrollable, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. I, I like to push people's buttons. If I hadn't known, <coughs> like, if I hadn't known that and hadn't run into the BDSM community when I did, I would have had no support. They caught me, you know, they understood what was going on, they they offered to train me in corporal punishment and all this other stuff, and I accepted that training so that I would know what I was doing, so yeah. that there's this sense of responsibility to people who submit to me, uh, you know, my responsibility over them. A, a sadist who doesn't have that supportive community, who's grown up with a sexuality uh, outside of the norm or that has to do with violence that they've either experienced or witnessed or just happens to be everywhere in their environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you don't find that supportive community that shows you how to live out those fantasies safely, sanely, consensually, right. then you, you've got trouble right there. Agree, you, you've got that. a lot of trouble 100%. for their future. And I'm yeah, it could turn into something lucky. that you, it could be something that you could go into some sort of shame spiral. Yeah, and with my mental illness and and you know my sadism and the fact that later, like I had a job where I was taking apart dead bodies for a living. You know, I know where all of your tendons are, and I could probably you know slice through them in like a minute, and you'd be a pile of bones. So I have technically like the. Uh, the foundation of a serial killer. So you so work. At, so so how long? You. How long did you work at the DMV? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You need to just sing like that throughout an entire podcast one day. But no, I, I had the the capability oh, of becoming someone very very harmful. That's right, themselves. And I'm I'm so glad that I found a community that recognized what was going yeah, on yeah. and was able to show me. Yeah. And I think that those kinks and those fetishes are our ways of adapting. Did I take you? Did I take you to any... those clubs? Did I take you to one of those places when you um, were young? Uh, um, I know like Brent did. Brent like, did. Yeah, Brent took me to I phobia. Know, I went or she told me about it. Because yeah. I have been at phobia with you several times. Yeah, yeah. So I, well. I don't know if we went together I'll the first never time. Never forget the I don't one think we costume. went together the first time. The fetish fairy you're talking about. Yes. The oh, is that was the one with the fucking attachment? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, that, was, oh, that was my favorite. That's still in my head somewhere. Yeah. Clinking around. I was 18 I years forgot. old, first <laughs> night at this fetish club. I swear you were I just destroy everything. What? I was teaching you how. Okay, good. Um, I know how to destroy. <laughs> it was big. <laughs> it was. I'm going to slowly um, disconnect this microphone and you're going to hate it. Well, um, I I went to this fetish club and the first thing I ever dressed up as was the fetish fairy where I was. I had electrical tape over my nipples, a thong, wings, and a strap on. And that was it. That was my outfit. That was an amazing costume. I, I even remember that. Do you remember the, the really tall... Uh, was his name Cowboy? Were we still in a cowboy outfit? What? what? Uh, it, like this really tall guy in a cowboy outfit that got on his knees and deep throated me almost as soon as I walked oh, in the I door. Oh, I missed that. It was great. I got distracted. Yeah. I think I was, was stomping. Nice. That was nice. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay, well, let's go back. So, uh, so a few non consensual fetishes. Um, with... Some sadism. Uh, some. Um, can I get like really deep? You can talk about anything. Cool. I really cool. love guys' asses. I can't tell you how mm. much I love a nice guy's ass. Like just 
like the, the, the plump round. Now, does, does the guy have to be a nice guy or the <laughs> guy is just a nice ass? <laughs> I, 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 do, I do like a nice guy. <laughs> both, both. Yes, okay. I like a nice guy with a nice ass. There, there might be a nice and guy I, with I'm a talking, horrible ass. I'm talking about a mean guy with a nice <laughs> ass. a horrible guy with a nice right. ass. Yeah, yeah. but... No, uh, and I'm nice not talking ass. like the nice guys where guys call themselves nice guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like genuinely good people, you know? Because the nice a, guys a and good person yeah, aren't very, really the same thing. Right. Yeah, okay. That's a very common thing, I, yeah. I would say. Um, so you, okay, so but in terms of like... Is like it, I, I really But just like, looking or is it more ass play? Yeah, a lot of ass play. Yeah. So like insertion... Uh, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, all that stuff. Where you're just basically playing and... Everything. Yeah, yeah. But no eating of the ass or anything. I've like done that. that before. Oh, great! Yeah, awesome. See, this you're walking. I get really tonguey, huh? You're walking in the territory that I, <laughs> uh, I can't do. I'm not. <laughs> I've, I've never tried it. I don't want to do it. I think mm-hmm. because I, I don't. My brain is. It's not your thing. It's, it's okay. not set to go there. Yeah, but, but me, I'm, I'm. Kind of nasty. And no, 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 no. That's not nasty, though. I think it's if you're doing it. It's a little. It's a little nasty. If you're I'm doing it in as, I mean, okay, but I'm, I'm saying like. In, I usually wash it first, you know. There you go. So it's not. Na- it's not nasty. <laughs> not as nasty. Yeah, as yeah. It's it's not as nasty. It's not like let's go jogging for three days and yeah, then you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah it's like the fourth day at Burning Man. Like no, <laughs> not eating any ass on. On day Second four. day of Burning Man, uh, but, not, but, I, but I'm, I'm an ass dude. Like I, 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 it took me a while to figure it out because I was talking to my wife about it. Because you know, Jacqueline is to me, you know, just beautiful, a goddess. You know, she's, <laughs> she's perfect in every way. But I just, I, she's like, do you look more at my boobs or do you like my butt? And I'm just like, oh, I, I gotta all say, it's, it's gotta be. I, I love all of it, but it's like. I'm a butt guy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we had a girl. I'm a butt girl. I yeah. love guys' butts. Oh my god! I we don't had know a girl why. that I loved guys' butts. That was one of my first fetishes right there. It's just a guy's ass. I don't know why, but when I because it's a very you know what it is. It's it's a very um. You want to know what it is for me? Oh yeah, I was I wasn't gonna try to explain to you what it was for you. <laughs> That would be some fucked up shit. Right I, for 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 me, I think it's like a very when I see a girl with a perfect butt or just, mm-hmm. just a really beautiful beautiful derriere, it's um it's this weird <laughs> primal thing. I think mm-hmm. it's you know because when you look when you think about I can't believe we're talking about this, but um, when you talk about like you see like nature shows, mm-hmm. it's always it you don't see a lioness putting on makeup. No, she's just like sticking that ass out. And then mm-hmm. presenting to the uh, male world until mm-hmm. one comes up and is Peacocks. like, how's it going? Yeah. You know? It's kind of funny. It's kind of the opposite for me. Because even though I do have occasional like uh, non-consent fetishes and everything, I, I'm you know inherently a little bit more dominant. And for some reason, like I, I love that curve that a guy has on the back. Like the shoulders make this first curve and then the dip of the lower that. back and then the ass. That, yeah. And the thing is... Um, a guy, a, no one, a, a man naked looks vulnerable to me. It looks to me like a woman naked. And to me as well. Yeah, and, <laughs> a, a woman naked looks like powerful. she belongs that way. You know, it's just natural. A guy powerful. naked is like he's trying to protect everything that would hurt him and all this at, all at once. Well, also, it just so, looks so, also, so yeah, vulnerable. Like, but also culturally, tell. we are so used to seeing yeah, naked you're socialized. women. Yeah, and you're socialized not to, to not give away that power. When yeah. you see a naked man in a movie, the, the first instinct is to, to chuckle. You know, mm-hmm. when you see a movie and there's a guy's fucking flippity flop hanging mm-hmm. around, like in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, you just go like, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, what's it called? Floppy wieners. Floppy, floppy wieners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because you're not allowed to be hard on television. Which what the fuck? Yeah, that's so stupid. What the By hell? the way, kudos <laughs> to nipples can be hard, but whatever. kudos to the show um, American Gods for finally breaking that fucking law. Oh, and um, <laughs> wow! The first thing they showed in that movie was Dane Buffy. Cook, or what is supposed to be Dane Cook's erect penis. Wow! And uh, I it's watch on this a thing. giant iPad, and oh. the guy's like going through his girlfriend's phone. And it's just like. And it's projected on the iPad. But it's an erect penis. And everyone in the room that I was watching it with stopped. It was like, what's weird about that? Oh, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Because every time you see a guy's dick in a movie, in a show, it's just, it has to be by law, which is weird where our yeah, priorities so, are. Yeah, it's so weird. weird. It's like, you can show a dick, but it can't be hard. You can show someone blowing someone else's head off, but you can't show a hard dick ready to go. And no, no. that's ridiculous. You, you should phrase ridiculous. it. Phrase it ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, you should phrase it in like, you can show somebody blowing someone's brains out, you can't show somebody hmm, blowing, blowing someone. Yeah. Yeah, anything <laughs> related to love, yeah. then it has to be censored. Everything related to hate, it's out everywhere. Mm. And it's so sense. stupid. But back to vulnerable men. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So you yeah. like so you like the shoulder. You like yeah. the butt. Naked. I, I vulnerable love men. the way men look vulnerable naked, and mm-hmm. that brings out the predatory side to me. Like I want to to dominate that naked man in like every way possible. Your boyfriend's like walking through the hall after a shower, <laughs> honey. <laughs> like, like Tackle right from behind. <laughs> yeah, all he hears like bam. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Bam. Like there's so many. She's clubbed so many, him and dragged him to so the So many soft spots mm-hmm. that I could just easily yep. disembowel. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, no, but, but uh, like yeah. you know, men at that stage they're more vulnerable, and I, you know, being a, a sadist and a person who loves all the buttons, mm-hmm. I love vulnerability and I love just taking it. So when you have sex, do you do you always have to have something? One of those elements there to, to, to make it a, a successful. Okay. Uh, even if it's just in my mind, like sometimes we can have you know the soft and gentle and the sweet. But and your brain nice, is. But my brain's over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, but it's okay because you know part of me does want to go a little bit in that direction and rediscover that yeah. only because that's not what I knew when I was younger. When I was growing up into my sexuality, there were just certain. Uh, there were just certain realities. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you know, real uh, cherishing, gentle intimacy just wasn't one of them. That wasn't mm-hmm. something that existed as a thing for me. It, it wasn't in my mind until after my sexuality had begun to develop. So I do try to, you know, incorporate those things, you know, right. if nothing else, to give my nerves in, in, something new. Right. You, know? you got to play with the nerves, new. too. So Some, as, something old, something new. So as you progressed uh, doing not just what, you know, obviously not just SKW, um, but doing other, other fetish work uh, as you were getting into the business, did you develop any, anything new just from experience? Oh, yeah. Um, I... I did, I mean, I've always, uh, when I was younger especially, I really enjoyed sexuality as a subject. And, you know, with my partners and everything, uh, we would try uh, the, the gentle stuff or the exploratory. And when I was younger, I would do, you know, a, a lot more bears until, uh, you know, their interests and fetishes until I really got to know my own because uh, with a dissociative disorder and not understanding fully what my own were, because I was one of those people who was conditioned to please others ahead of themselves. And, you know, I, and I found pleasure in, please, in pleasing others. But I didn't understand that I wasn't at my own full capacity because, you know, I, because I still had to 
you know, when you're discovering your sexuality, sometimes you have to confront some things. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to, you have to learn more confront, about yourself. Yeah, you have to confront previous, uh, previous realities. You have to confront the reality of the world that raised you. You have to confront the reality of what you've seen and witnessed. And, and for people, you know, people like me who have witnessed a little more of the darker side, then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can complicate things. So when you have interests like that, like... Um, interests that make you feel vulnerable or make you feel wrong or something, then it can really make you hesitant about sharing that with a partner or even sharing it with yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, you're not there yet. <laughs> I mean, I've had, I've gotten multiple, you have as well, I'm sure, emails mm-hmm. and messages from people. <laughs> sorry. Good Lord, woman. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> not. Well, you know, if you we're want gonna, to. We're going to go ahead and talk about Maria for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, we're, uh, uh, I, I would get a lot of emails and messages, and, and um, I, I always get on like I used to be on Yahoo Messenger all the time, mm-hmm. and I like to be oh, there. Man, yeah, <laughs> oh, they closed it. It's closed. It's closed down. Okay, really? Just yeah, me. yeah. They closed it. I have it. trouble with that. I loved Yahoo because yeah, it was, me too. You could go on there and you could exchange Cat everything rooms. from files to photos yeah. to videos. So people wanted yeah. to send me stuff that you like. Pictures. Hey, man, can you can you do this video or can you do something that looks like this video? It's silly. That's the worst well, thing just, Yahoo could do for itself. They just weren't getting enough traffic through. I guess it. it well, it, the new stuff. I have no idea what it was. I, I'm assuming it's because it just you know. I'm assuming it's because of Facebook. Not enough. Maybe. And not enough ad revenue and stuff like that. So, but anyway, that explains a lot. I guess I can uh, read the app now. But, you know, we get a lot of people who would contact me and say, hey, man, I, I, I'm really into this part or this aspect of your work. Um, mm-hmm. And it maybe could have been something a bit darker. Mm-hmm. The idea of, um, you know, an older woman belittling a younger woman or, or someone wearing this being done this to. And, you mm-hmm. know, is that weird? Is that strange? Am I, you know, I, I feel I can talk to you about this. And so... That was one of those things that would happen. I kept the messenger open all the time because mm. even if I was working late at night, I would be like, guys, I'm on my messenger. If you want to just talk about whatever, you know, send me a message. It's something stupid. Yes, yeah. Just like, sleeper kids, send me free photos. I'd be like, hey, block. But um, but I, I still do. Like, I still mm-hmm. have a... Uh, oh, actually, no, I don't. As much as... I use Facebook Messenger as much as I can. It's just very cumbersome because it's not yeah. a very good it's platform. Not, no, it's not. Yeah. But I, I get on there as much as I can. You know, and there, I use Telegram sometimes, but Telegram is hard because you have to have someone's phone number, and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not ready to put that out there. Yeah, um, I get you. Yeah, I have a few friends. Because you can have are, usernames. With, well, in the past, you can. Yeah, have you can use it. Yeah. Telegram is great. Yahoo. Telegram is great because I can talk you to see, people and you know send them like you know uh, all kinds of shit, but. I'm glad you can be that supportive of your fans and everything. The thing is, uh, and I used to be that supportive uh, to people too. I used to be that person who people would tell their their sexual whatever to, and they're and they're all insecure and like, am, am I weird? Is this weird? And I'd be the person that goes like, No, everybody's weird. It's okay. Just Everyone's explore consensually. You're fine. Mm-hmm. But then I realized it's a little different for me because. Um, one, uh, men have been coming up to tell me about their fetishes since I was in the fifth grade. Mm. So it's normal for you. No, it's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> no, it was normalized for me. So for right, two right, people right, to just assume that they can tell me what their everything. Uh, no, it was it was the school of life. Everyone just no, no, no. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah. I don't know why that was a thing, but I'm pretty sure it's still a thing for young girls now, and mm. it needs to stop. Yeah. Um. 
but I was kind of trained and conditioned to just listen to that and whatever. And, and, and it was like people had conditioned me to be their own personal sex therapist. Unpaid, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. and, and it took me a Wait, while. Because, uh, you know, with friends and everything, okay, fine. I'll be that supportive person that'll tell you, you right. know, there's nothing wrong with your sexuality. It, it, it all has to do with how you explore it with others. You yeah. know, as long as it's consensual, everything's fine. Yep. But then I started to realize that a lot of strangers would dump their sexual whatever on me. And I had to be that mean person to say, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, you're into something? Oh, wait, wait, wait. There went the fucks I had to give. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. After you've been asked like X amount of times. Yes. Yeah. At, at some point I had to be like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. if, if you want to pay me to ask something out, then that's one thing. But, Right. You're not paying me for my time. I'm not a therapist. Don't yeah. tell me these things unless I know you. you and know? also, it's it's a they're they're treating you. A lot of them treat it as lip service. It's mm-hmm. it's like to jerk off to. Yeah. They don't want. Yeah. yeah they they have no desire to better themselves. It's more like, hey, you know, it would really help me if you told me what it was like to be in between Mary's thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would really help me better yeah. as a person. I, I don't. Just... I don't care what I can do to help you. <laughs> Yes, too fucking bad, dude. Yeah. Um, but no, there are but people. We'll do a clip with her, and you'll see it. We, I've had guys who who just who will frame their questions in such a way where I know they're not just trying to get. They're just service. trying to jerk out. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. These some of the, the the guys who want that where they're just like, "Hey, you've wrestled Sapphire, man. What was it like being in her neck scissors?" And I'm like, "It was like it being is in, in this video we shot. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Um, <laughs> downloadable and and so but no there, there's literally guys who are just like look I'm, I'm 19 years old I, I like watching women be violent with other women and I, I was always taught that that was you know women were this force of good and force of nurturing blah blah yeah, blah yeah that's some bullshit and, uh, <laughs> and so but am I you know, am I twisted and so when they frame it in that way you're like oh this guy's not trying to just you know he actually wants to know if he's okay yeah. and I'll be like you do you're fine you're fine yeah. you're, you're, and that's yeah. good that they, they have someone like you to go to and once upon a time they would have had me to go to too but mm-hmm. after like the 700th I'm like look yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you me better be paying me oh, and yeah. it doesn't happen all the time it's not like every person who contacts me is asking me that most people yeah. just go like hey I'm a fan of your work you know keep it up Mm-hmm. You know, the same way you would when you meet a celebrity on the street. Be like, hey man, I'm a big fan of you, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Please keep doing John Wick movies or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. and be like, all right, right on. Right, walk yeah. away. You know, it's when you walk up next to him and like, so, uh, okay. here's can my, we talk about can it? we talk? Yeah. Here's my script. You know, that's when, that's when it gets weird. Yeah. And like, sometimes that does When happen. you try to insert into their lives yeah. or try to insert, like when they try to insert me into their lives or sexualities, yeah. I, I at this point, I'm so lucky that I've reached an age where I've, I've drawn the line and it's just, no. Well, let <laughs> no, me ask you a couple of, uh, of, of questions that we've asked in the past that you, they tend to get good reactions. Um, by the way, guys, really apologize for how I sound. I've been congested by... What? Yeah, he's ruined everything with Literally his... <laughs> tree semen. Like, has ruined my week. Like, I, I cannot believe... When I was, like, 19, I had no Welcome allergies. To spring. All my plant friends... Se- plant yeah, semen. Yeah. Plant semen everywhere. Plant it's tree cum. It's tree cum. And so my friends, when I was in high school, all had allergies. I didn't. So I would just be like, ha-ha! And all those ha-ha's have come back to bite me. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've already... They, they've got all their medications. They know exactly what to take. They're breathing beautifully. And I'm like, wake up in the morning. Hawking nice. up a fucking lung, and Jacqueline's having to wake up like, the fuck, we could stop coughing. <laughs> like, what? I'm just gonna find her stuffing socks down my throat one day. <laughs> 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 
I don't care if the cops come. Um, <laughs> Pillow smothered. Yeah. She's got the she's got the video going. Yeah, she's like, this is the this best, is the best, best, best ever, and I wrote it. So, um, as uh, did you ever find anything in the world of pro wrestling that became a, a big part of your of your life? Like, you know, oh, I didn't experience this before. I really enjoy this. Uh, a prime example is I had one girl who told me like I didn't I didn't realize that I enjoyed getting lifted and carried around because mm-hmm. she, she was like that's a huge it made her feel very submissive mm-hmm. it's like oh I, I have no I have no control over this someone can easily just drop me or pick yeah. me up you know and so I don't know if there was anything in the, in the world of our stuff that made you go like wow well, this is really wrestling in general seems to fit me very well I'm a very physical person physical contact uh-huh. and um, I, I found that. Like, a lot of people will underestimate me because of my size. I'm very small looking, but I've got a lot of compact muscle and, and strategic Yeah, you she has carried Mary over <laughs> yeah, twice yeah, today. Yeah, and I've, I'm a lot stronger than I look, and I found that I really like, you Even know, the, the feeling days, of overpowering someone, you know, if we're in an actual wrestling match or if we're or we're just wrestling around in, in bed or whatever, you know, the feeling so of playful being able, grappling, yeah, you know. being yeah. able to overpower someone else. I mean, that's I saw, a, I saw I saw a wrestling once that made me think of you. It was uh, we were at Frolicon um, a couple years back. Mm, and man, we, that's been a long time. Well, I mean, we go every year now because it's just so much fun. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it's the oh, it's the anti. I miss it. Are you guys going this year? Uh, what is it in April? I think so. Yeah, I know. We're gonna, I, I would love to. We're go. gonna have if our. I, if our I have the there. money, I will go. Okay. We're gonna have our me to there. the parties. Yeah, of course. Always, always, maybe be invited yeah, 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 yeah. to the parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always have our our little parties. Um, that <laughs> I like the little bunny ears there. Well, because there's, there's, some of them are very exclusive, some of them are not. Some of them are more like open play and stuff like that. Yeah. And some of them we just meet at the in the dungeon and we're just like, come and check everything come out. Because there's tons of some. <laughs> I think Sorry. you are allowed to do that there. You um, are, but there's certain rules for it. Yeah. No, I once, yeah, I saw. You gotta, you gotta have the dental dam and, and the, the clean up and the yeah. condom. condom. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they we have. clean furniture, damn it. Yeah, they're about to, yeah. <laughs> you have like you have like ex-veterans having a meeting there the next day. It's like you don't want semen all over mm-hmm. the floor if that's okay. <laughs> so we uh, so we went to one of the first frolic cons that I'd been to, and um, there was a friend of ours who was doing a, a show at the dungeons. We went out, went down there, we're checking it out. We're like, okay, cool. And then I look over to the right, and there's all these mats on the floor, yeah. and they're like, I my brain was like sleeper kid because I was like, they're they're wrestling mats, mm-hmm. and it was just a crowd of people, and I'm just like, is there going to be like a fucking match? And it was just basically a, a setup for carnival wrestling which is basically you get into your shorts or or if you want to get into underwear if you want to get it a lot of women were wearing thongs nothing else yeah or just underwear guys were wearing boxer shorts nothing else uh and then it was just you waited in line and you would choose an opponent whether you knew them or not i wasn't sure i'm assuming you you did or didn't i think one of the reasons i think was exciting is you may have not know your opponent Mm -hmm. and then they would get on their hands and knees and they would crawl around each other and start sniffing each other smelling each other and like mm-hmm. snarling at each other growling at each other burying their mm. teeth and biting their like stars oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like animalistic when they mm-hmm. say, when they say carnal it's very primal yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's very um, much me sense. too I'm and so I immediately thought of you because I remember you, you used to have you did teeth and you used to do mm-hmm. like the, yeah does she does the, she would do the, the, the lion's roar and stuff like that I and uh that. 
And and I saw that, and I think I mentioned to Jacqueline, I'm like, dude, that makes me think of, of Eliza, because, like, that's so, like, that, that mm-hmm. if she, if wrestling was her kink, this is the kind of wrestling that would be her kink. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, and it's funny, the, the person I'm with now, one of the reasons we are together is because the, the pheromones matched so much. Um, like, uh, he smells like cotton candy to me. Like, he could be sweating for, for two days or something, and he'll smell like cotton candy to me. And I apparently smell like a warhead to him. Like, <laughs> sweet and sour at the same time. <laughs> wow. No, 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 an actual nuclear warhead. Yeah, an actual warhead. Wow. It smells yeah. like fire and death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, baby. No, all your <laughs> sister. Uh, That's actually an interesting thing, because, you know, when, when I... I'll go to bed and I'll go, well, let me go take a shower because I stink. And Jacqueline mm-hmm. will be like, I like the way you stink. And I'm like, mm-hmm. honey, no, I haven't showered in like two days. And I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I smell like, like balls right now. <laughs> and she's like, I like the way you're, you know. And <laughs> and she'll like, just come to bed. and It's the pheromones. It's that whole like, you. come to bed, we'll wash the sheets tomorrow. Because um, <laughs> she doesn't mind. And and mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing because I, I literally, I'm like, yeah, this is I can't good. stand myself. But then <laughs> yeah. the person you're in love with is like, Bring that shit. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like... Ryan and I are the same way. And, it, you know, we have to be a little more diligent about our bathing because the people outside of him and I complain <laughs> like, faster, faster Well, yeah, you we can't be that way at the same other. time. Yeah. You can't both be like, it's been six days. <laughs> <laughs> no one is coming to our house. The mail is by the mailbox. Yeah. Like, you on the floor. <laughs> UPS just does drive-bys. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've been... UPS just means you pick up this shit. <laughs> and you smell like dick and balls. Tits and, tits and ass and yeah, dick and balls. Yeah. Tits and ass takes, yeah, it's completely <laughs> Tits and ass meet dick and balls. Yeah, and no, it's just like, awesome. Yeah. Like I said, fourth day of Burning Man. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so moving on to... But yeah, the sniffing and the biting and the growling. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's always been part very of Very carnal me. and very primal. Yeah, very much. That's always that been part of You and I, have, I uh, we it. even had... Uh, I think we talked about it. We never did it. I still want to do it. Uh, so mark my words. It's going to happen. I want, We were going to do the thing where we were going to put you like in like animal print. Mm-hmm. And have her be like a like a feral human that got mm-hmm. discovered, and like you would be, or like if you were the other yeah. person, you'd be in a lab coat, you know. <laughs> and then of course you'd open the lab. And I'd coat. take them all out. Well, no, it would be like she she was trying to tame you or something like that. So she would like open the cage, and you would come out, and like mm-hmm. she would attack you. And of course she's wearing like a loincloth bikini thing. We talked about this for a mm-hmm. while. And then I yeah, said like the, the 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 lady who's like examining you takes off her scientist coat. She's wearing like a bikini as well because mm-hmm. that's because how. That's how, That's how it works. <laughs> and then it turns into this match where it's like you're trying to tame this this wild beast. You like mm-hmm. black and, leather. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you knock her out and then you you keep trying to get her to come back to her normal self. And of course she doesn't because she's still like... <sighs> so I thought that was a that was a real cool idea. Yeah, we could, I'd go we could do that. that I think you would. I just got to get, like a, get like a little crate. You you work with animals, right? I can probably, you can probably get a crate for you, actually. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, you know. So when is this? Gonna We're going to have to figure it out. I think you guys would do great Give with that, though, because I can see you with a clipboard going like, all right, we've got her levels at normal. I might even also have my old lab coat from college. She's currently eating mostly <laughs> lab coats. Yeah. I think I Jacqueline has like a, yeah, she has a lab Currently lab eating the curtain. I have a I lab mean, coat I used in an actual lab. You can use, yeah, Amazon, you can get that stuff for like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big deal. Um, on the rug. If anybody wants to order a lab coat slash wild animal, a crate custom. 
just mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm great. Come on, with I animals. need more work if you want to see more of me. Well, we're definitely going to do, I uh, definitely want to get you back to do more pro. So yeah, next time you come through, we'll get you the full gear. Um, I want to refer you to Saya Savage because she's doing Essentially Savage Productions. And cool. uh, she's. That site is looking awesome. Like if she's ever looking for a villain. Uh, yeah. I mean, she'll hire you for villain or, or good guy. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you, you fit the bill. And you do both really well. Thank you. Um, hmm. uh, you did I both really love, well, too. I love villain. I really love playing the villain. Well, Jacqueline, you do it really well when Jacqueline hired you, that's the first thing she said. She was just like, she's really good at being bad. And like, uh-huh. yeah, she is. <laughs> and I yes. think you... I think you played like a vampire, right? Was it a vampire for her? Um, I think it was some kind of assassin or something. And you wore the black cat suit? Yeah. And yeah, I I I love playing the villain. Um, Yeah, I've got the natural sharp teeth for the vampire, and I've got growls and roars. But I also, you know, I've been a professional dominatrix for 10 years, and I've, um, I I don't know, I've I've always felt outside the rules, so, and I love... I love playing with people like that. Mm-hmm. I love pushing their buttons and finding their buttons and, and controlling them with their buttons. So, so, okay. so in a way, you're... Because um, that's, that's a very common uh, preference I've heard throughout the uh, last couple of months that I've been talking to models. It's like, I... It's like... The way I, it's been phrased is like, it's not so much that I have a fetish as I like to fuck with other people's fetishes. Mm-hmm. I like to amplify those fetishes. Oh, that that was possibly one of my earliest fetishes. Before it's I like, really Oh, you like that? Well, guess what? I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. lean in that button and make it explode. Uh-huh. And, and I'm going to enjoy watching you ride. Exactly. <laughs> from like, what I did even, to that. Even if some of my partners and I, like, you know, before I really understood my own fetishes and my own full sexuality... The partners and everything that I would have, you know, I would still have a grand old time because I would find those parts of them that they, you know, that they were hiding or those parts that they felt insecure about or those parts that really drove their their responses. And I would just, it would be like playing an instrument and I would just sit back and I would love the beauty of their, of their... Loss of control yeah. and their vulnerability—that's yeah. that, what it, there it is again. That vulnerability. That's yeah. the part. Of, that's mm-hmm. the part in me that is is definitely more of a of a sadist because I'm I'm by nature. I mean, I've talked about it before, but I'm pretty much a switch. Mm-hmm. But it depends on who I'm interacting with. It's not, yeah, I mean, definitely. You can't just be on. You know, be a certain uh, in a certain frame of mind with somebody whether they you know, just because they yeah. want you to be that way. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you are uh, more? Uh, do you have? I mean, you, obviously, you mentioned you had the fantasy where it was a little bit of non-consent. So there's a submissive mm-hmm. side to you. There uh, is. Uh, in terms um, of like between you know 50, 50, 70 to. Uh, with my partner and I, uh, we do switch, but I'm definitely the more dominant. I'd say it's like kind of a 70 30. Oh, wow. I do need that um, uh, that option to just completely lose control because it, yeah, it sometimes helps you want to take a myself. vacation from yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm okay. a dominatrix um, in my public life. So, public life, you mm-hmm. know, is mostly dominated by me dominating. Um, but uh, you know with my personal partner I feel like I can I can be that vulnerable with them and it you know especially with all that's that's happened and that I've gone through it it takes a little while to 
decide whether or not I can be that vulnerable in modeling or acting, mm-hmm. you know, to bring that vulnerability that I gave to it before back. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's a lot like, well, you know, I was watching a documentary about porn stars in their day-to-day <laughs> lives. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things, just like when they, wondering. I, and it was porn stars who date other porn stars. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, when I come home, I just want to have missionary style sex. Mm-hmm. No makeup. I just want to, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and you need that break sometimes from, yeah. from what you, boring. you, from what you're used yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just like, well, if I just spent the last 10 hours basically being a dom. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to come back to your loved one and have and lose a little bit of control. That makes mm-hmm. total sense. Yeah. Um, one, there's it. another, one last good question I think we have time for. Um, so someone mentioned, let me rephrase the question because I think, okay, this is from a Mr. Jamie V. Jamie. And he mentioned, he's like, please don't say my last name. <laughs> uh, fetishes, how do they extend to, okay, so... Let me rephrase. So everything we talked about before, uh, one of the big things that you're known for is uh, your approach to the sleepy fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, you're known for your limp play, your eye rolling, your um, your ability to emote the act of being either unconscious or being rendered unconscious, which is a huge thing for not just mm-hmm. sleepy fetish, but also for pro wrestling. Because yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know that, but like a lot of these girls who do really well in pro wrestling is because they know how to sell moves Mm -hmm. and you're really good at selling moves whether it's a very um subtle something to do with that well yeah but but it's like whether i can ask you to go really subtle Mm -hmm. about okay this girl's gonna nail you with this big move i just need you to just do a very subtle sell but then if i ask you to do over the top you can take it really far Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't have that spectrum you know, Maria does too. It took you a long time for, uh, because yeah. there was a, a couple of things we were working on, but once you hit it, you, you clicked. I got it. Yeah. And you got it. Help working with Eliza. The first time I, I worked with. I watched her. And well, I'm like, oh, that's how it's done. The first video you guys did together, it's so different from what happened today because you laughed so I much. Giggled you time. giggled the whole time. You giggled the whole time. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't like I wanted to pull my hair out and like stuff it in your mouth. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. different fetish. That's Options. a different fetish right I mean, there. Um, no, that, that wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Uh, that's never happened to me, actually. Then, uh, even people who get really giggly, I'm just like, it's okay, get it out of your system, and then we'll yeah. do it again. Mm-hmm. But you laughed a lot. Now, like, I don't think you cracked a single smile today. I like, was you biting were so... my tongue. Yeah, there was one oh, point like... where I almost had you laughing. <laughs> what did she... What, what, what was it was it? when I was, like, uh, like, like kind of so falling soft. asleep against her thigh. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I was like, holding her thigh soft. in a pin. Oh, but you're just thinking like, about a pillow. Yeah. And I was trying to bite my tongue. I'm like... Oh God! I'm trying to. We're about to cut because I'm about to break out into. I was I was at her face, I think. So Mm -hmm. I don't think we got your face in this. I had to. I literally was biting my tongue Mm -hmm. because I had the tongue stick out. You know, I've I've worked in comedy so long now. I'm just a smartass. All that's good. I noticed that too. You definitely Mm -hmm. were picking up on some really good lines that I could not have fed you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, people ask me all the time. Like, so you sometimes you get a low angle where you see the girl's bare feet, and I go a because bare feet, and b because if someone's saying something funny. Mm-hmm. I make sure the other girl's not like giggling in the back. Yeah, <laughs> but um, which I probably would have been. Uh, so wait, what was my train of thought there? So, um, so in the world, in terms of your approach to sleepy fetish, is that something that you feel came to you like naturally, or is it something that you've worked on really hard to kind of perfect? Because you are known as like, you know, one of the better sleepy actresses out there. You know, That's cool. um, I think it had a lot to do with with practice. I don't know if it was really if it really came naturally or not. 
And I wouldn't say that I really worked really, really hard on it. Um, like you didn't we, go home and like sit in front of the mirror. Yeah, know, I yeah. I, but when we were mm-hmm. practicing for wrestling and yeah. everything like that, you know, I, I get pretty absorbed into... Uh, into the action, into the character, mm-hmm. into to knowing what I'm supposed to do when. And, you know, the the extra time given about, you know, practicing the reactions and everything else. It, it you know, I'm not entirely sure. Well, you take direction really well, too. Like we were doing, mm-hmm. there, there's something that I've developed over the time that I've been doing this, which is knowing depending on who the customer is, knowing what kind of vocal, visual, mm-hmm. facial reactions they're going to want to see. Right. You know, um, in this case, definitely over the top. So it was just like, you have to make this sound, you have to make it. But the thing is, I could say that all day. You guys are so good at taking direction. Yeah. Where I was just like, just do this, make this, and then you know, action, and you guys would nail it in the mm-hmm. first try. And I'm like, great, fucking cut, let's do the next scene. So that's another... You know, testament to your skill. It's not like I make you do it eighteen thousand times. Yeah, no, and, okay. and you know, it's funny. I almost wonder if this could go right back to the uh, mental health issue because mm. um, I do have. Uh, it looks like I do have a dissociative disorder. Okay. And you know, other things like social shortcomings, where I actually had to become an actor mm-hmm. pretty young. Because the the social stuff didn't come naturally for me, the social cues and everything else, even to this day, like they can just pass (laughs) right over my head. Mm -hmm. So any time that I'm out and really interacting with people, it is acting. For me, most of the time it is acting. I have to gather up this huge bit of energy and use that to project this persona that everyone's okay with like I can I can read facial signals and everything I can read you have to be able to interact and respond yeah I I have to be able to to, but that takes more energy for me than it does for most others so acting actually became kind of a big part of of me as I grew into adulthood mm-hmm. and I think just the the desire for that to be able to be part of that it, I absorb it pretty easily people's uh, you know if people uh, direct me to like the appropriate response I do everything I can you to say, like absorb yeah. it into it's to the point where it looks natural that's good well you know when I have conversations and interact with people it's got to look natural and I've I and actually course. do yeah and yeah. I actually do a lot of work without even meaning to in that direction well it's the it, it that reminds me of, of uh, God, where was it that I was seeing like I don't know, maybe I was watching Firefly or something. And it was that idea of, <laughs> the, of the, no, the idea of the true self, like you know, yeah. when are you when you when are you most honest as to you know to when who you're not you around are, and it's else. when you're not around anybody else. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and uh, every single human interaction leads to some sort of performance, mm-hmm. whether it's a small one. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. with 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 the person that you love, I think it diminishes. It's a smaller one, yeah. It's a smaller one, but like but when you're, you're still and they're still they're still very micro. Uh, yeah. Bits of acting. Yeah, because um, you wanna you wanna make sure the other person's happy. You wanna yeah. be on. The you don't same really want to be yourself a hundred percent. You don't want to be this because human beings at their very core, you know, we're walking it. So it's just like <laughs> I'm gonna fart and I'm gonna eat something and I'm gonna fart some more. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. And I'm not gonna place. bathe because bathing's for pussies. And so. <laughs> <laughs> little things like that. Yeah, right? you like, gotta you gotta do things to please other people. It's like yeah. I should probably bathe for my wife. Yeah. Um, That's great. But then she's like, no. But I love your stank. She's like, bring your stank. 
<laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> that's her pride. But did you did you adapt? Was there anything from the sleepy fetish that you found to be intriguing, or better yet, out of all the fetishes that you portrayed on camera? Not necessarily. Let's not let's not involve the session stuff because that that could that's a whole other myriad of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like stuff that you've shot, is there anything that you've um, I want to say adapted fetishistically, but like gone like this is really interesting. Like this is a well, I love. I love anything where I'm playing a villain. Yeah, <laughs> where I'm go. being yeah, where I'm being Evil. the hunter, or I'm or when I'm uh, being aggressive. Yeah, being aggressive or or manipulating people, or even being subtle. Mm-hmm. About the evil, but if I incorporate the evil, it's really fun. Oh, Just yeah. so, you know, the so the, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and mark yeah. her down for evil. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's chaotic <laughs> evil. Very true. Yes, Very I'll spell it evil. for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> chaotic. Um, chaotic. But you know, um, I, I love. I do love. You know, the physical side of wrestling, mm. the the competition of it. I love a lot of the 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 high flying stuff yeah. where. You know, I, I land in various awkward Wee. ways. And, you know, <laughs> we slam. I, yeah, um, I love, I don't know, I love a lot of it. Um, I haven't really incorporated a lot of the acting, like the sleepy acting. Yeah. Maybe occasionally. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, it's it's fun. Well, do you count exhaustion as sleepy or, or is that more? Yeah, like yeah I what? guess that's kind of sleepy. Yeah, yeah. well today's, that's something some... I forgot how it's it came about. I think. We had done one as Sumiko and Cameron had done one um, before you guys, but it was like a quick 20-minute version of it. Mm-hmm. So somebody had just submitted it very, like, hey, I want him to be very tired. They didn't even use the word exhaustion. It was just mm-hmm. like, that was just very two tired wrestlers in the middle of the fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's something interesting about this. So um, the guy who wrote your custom, mm-hmm. different guy, but same kind of idea. And I'm like... There, I, I get it. Like you know, it's the Something the heavy quick. breathing, the moaning, the groaning, the the slow touching, like the mm-hmm. more sensual yeah. side without it being sensual. It, it, it exactly. takes more. It takes more time. You're not like yeah. going through quick moves. Yeah. You're you're. You can enjoy it more. You're very slowly touching and manipulating yes. another person. And if someone is deeply into the sleepy side of it, then you know you have two girls who are sitting there with their eyes rolling, trying to mm-hmm. fight and trying to beat each other up, and that's got to be like. A promised land for them. It's like, like, oh, wow. Like, my, my personal fetishes lean a little more towards realism mm-hmm. uh, because a lot mm-hmm. of... So you'd probably dig way, more like a martial arts, like... like or, or like, you know, grappling yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that where where it seems like we're actually trying to fight for yeah. something and it's, yeah. you know, I mean, the, 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 the sleepy stuff is, is fun for video acting uh, my personal fetishes tend to go more towards realism because I knew a little bit too much about realism a little too early. Yeah. And it comes out a lot in my fiction and everything like that. Like, um, I absorb so much sensory information that my mm-hmm. fiction is just full of full of it. It's, it's you know, the sense, the sounds, and the, the how people would really react in certain situations. Um, yeah. So it, it, intense emotions tend to be part of mine like when you feel things like intense distress or intense um uh, intense panic or or anxiety or it's it's weird mine has a lot to do with those emotions that usually you can't escape and that might not necessarily be pleasant in all honesty but it's just the uh 
That's good. The though. realism helps helps draw me back from dissociation. It might yeah. have something to do with that. But the dissociation helps me act. <laughs> so you it's know. you know, it's an interesting balance. Use your weapons. I can, yeah, I can <clears throat> I can be a couple feet above my body, you know, if I'm supposed to be passed out and not moving and not reacting to anything, okay, I'll be a couple feet above my body and I won't <laughs> yeah, I will it. There we go. <laughs> I, I would just be too busy thinking about all the shit I have to do later that day. <laughs> Got to go to the gym, that, honestly, dinner, yeah, feed yeah, the dog. Like, be unconscious, I'm like, can, I, can get to, I can plan my day out. <laughs> how I'm kind of if I could that. do that, yeah, I might yeah. not need medication. No, it'd be great. I mean, I it's like med- it's, it, is, it is. It's like meditation. It's like close your yeah. eyes. Someone's doing stuff to you. Whatever. So, oh yeah, I gotta yeah. be acting now. Oh, <laughs> fuck, that's right. I gotta pick up my prescription at six. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we we can start wrapping it up. I, I I feel like we can definitely do a second podcast at some point because there's yeah, a lot of there's a lot of other things I I, I want to touch on. Yeah. But I we don't want to make people turn into you know corpses. Uh, as you're listening to this stuff we've gotten like some people going like man your, your podcast I love it but they're so fucking long and I'm like but I never know when the next one's gonna come because but I, we have another three hours that's the thing yeah we don't I'm like there's a pause button for a reason but, right. uh, but there's also the idea of like I don't you know sometimes we don't have a model visit or we I don't have access to someone to interview for like months so I'm just like well let's yeah. give somebody a good chunk that they can mm-hmm. listen to my favorite is, is there's a guy I know who uh, will just take long plane rides because he's a businessman and he just listens to our podcasts and uh, he'll <laughs> say he's great like five paragraph emails going like it sounds like this. Yeah, I've met the guy, and he's got a really amazing voice. He's he's like almost sounds like a sportscaster. He's just like I really enjoy that last one, you know. And he's he's a sleepy fetishist. He's like I'm a, I'm a great admirer of you know. And then he would just <laughs> these dissertations. So I and I love feedback. Like if that might be my non-sexual fetish, I think is getting feedback from my work. Yeah. When someone writes me, me and yeah. a review for mm-hmm. one of my. Um, Clips, I'm just like wrapped with attention. Like, yeah, tell when me someone, how I when did. someone tells me about one of my stories or something or how they felt or thought about it, yeah. I can't. I, I will. I will like go back and read that review over a few times. I will be know? in the middle of a funeral speech. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really love the clip. This oh is no, good she news. really liked it. Okay, that's great. Anyway, Uncle Frank was a great man. <laughs> Let me. I'm just introducing Eliza as the next speaker. Um, <laughs> this is gonna go well. Um, so we're gonna, uh, you know, like I said, there is much more that we could speak of, but I think I'm gonna split it up to a later time where we can okay. compartmentalize certain topics. I would topics. love to do this another time. Yeah, and I, I could even have you too. being uh, one of my co-hosts in future. Yeah, you know, if you end up cool. wrestling somebody that we haven't interviewed yet, then we can do a, you know, we do that all the time. And I think that's it's great. great. We had um, Sin Sage do one with Jacqueline where they were co-hosting with me and Andrea Rosa, who was just. One of the best models you'll ever work with. And I think that's the most listened to clip we've done so far because it was just really good interaction. And I think mm-hmm. there's a, I don't know, people were smoking a lot of weed. Anyway. <laughs> that's possible. That makes some podcasts really interesting sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, luckily, we have. I think I once did a podcast. I almost started a podcast. I only really did one episode, but it was called Smoke Signal. So, uh, and it was. It was not about Native American culture. No, mm-hmm. okay. no it wasn't. It wasn't about uh, how, alternative how forms of communication. Pass. Well, yeah, it was, it was about peace pipe. Oh, okay. You know, you know peace pipe kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sending a raven. Um, Made of smoke. So, uh, uh, quick fire questions here before we end up uh, where we're going to end up. Um, what uh, is your favorite shoot you've ever done? 
speed. Oh wow, that's uh, that's a little difficult because there are a lot of one really of. fun ones. Okay, one of one of them would probably be that first vampirist video that I did with Lady Victoria. Oh. She was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> she would really ham it up. I love her. And, and wow. Vicky, if you're listening to this, I love you. Yeah, and, and the red marks on my chest from the chest slaps oh. and everything. I think it was my first time working with a real wrestler. You know, not just a model who wrestles. And she'll tell like, you. She would tell you. She'd be like, so I'm going to hit you Yeah, really. in yeah. the chest. Yeah. My hand's going to look like this. It's going to it's gonna it's gonna feel like this you're gonna hear it mm-hmm. and you're gonna get a mark yeah. and of course eliza's kind of crazy like, so okay. she just goes like all right yeah and then she gives her that first chop and i'm like oh. <laughs> and you can see it on my face i'm like wow and I, yeah and i was literally like i was filming and i'm like well there goes that model <laughs> like we're gonna cut and she's like i don't even have a bag but i'm gonna grab one and walk <laughs> out of this yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um but okay, so no, I stick around for more punishment. So um, then there's like there was training with fantasy yes. when we did the ring stuff and all that. I never really got fully into the ring stuff. I would actually like to get more into it. Uh, so would I. Yeah, <laughs> I would, and, and that would be a lot of fun. Did you hear um, how? Did you hear what happened with my last ring? Uh-oh, so what? I had so there's a ring that we used one day, shot in it, fucking fantastic, dark yeah. colors, bright lights in the middle. I I made it. Lighting wise, so it looked like a noir film. It was beautiful. Nice. Four minutes down the street. Like, wow. get in our car, four minutes down the street. Awesome. And then the guy calls me and says that the building is being sold. So now he has Whoa. to move the ring, and he's not sure if he's going to oh. reassemble it. And he was very apologetic and he was very nice about it. No. And I was just like, man, for one shining moment, I had a ring four minutes down mm-hmm. the street. And charging me, he was charging Believe me very recently. My, uh, my, uh, my boyfriend Ryan actually was talking to me about because we have this big place now in this big backyard and he's like uh-huh. we should get a ring and do some like really ridiculous stuff and I'm like really uh, okay, sure. hey okay. if you're listening uh, Ryan um, <laughs> if you want a monetary incentive okay. he probably would no take like if you, yeah. literally if you built a shed in your yard I would mm-hmm. buy a ring and put it in there and rent it from you oh we have a two car garage with a pretty well we've got a lot of space mm-hmm. and we've got this huge backyard and everything we could probably put like a little uh you know a little building up with a, a ring in it um we were talking about it because we do all this sketch comedy stuff and he had all these ideas for just the most ridiculous possible wrestling matches so <laughs> he's like hey we should get a ring and put it in the backyard and every time he says things like this it sounds really outlandish but then he ends up like winning awards at uh, uh, film. Uh, uh, why did the word drop out of my head? Film festivals. Film festivals. Yeah. Yes, he keeps winning these awards at film festivals for oh, this, these short, campy, ridiculous good. films, and it's wow. so it's like okay, whatever. How we'll I, do it. How I got, yeah, how I got Super Kid his ring. That's his mm-hmm. next project. <laughs> yep. Um, no, actually, to be honest, we I was looking at this area down here. When you look down where the dogs mm-hmm. go, there's, yeah. There's a lot of space down there. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a girl who, you know, she was just kind of like, you know, you, how big is a ring? And I'm like, mm, 12 by 12 is really what I need. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you have that space. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I don't. And I'm looking down there yeah, and I'm like, you totally do. oh my fucking God, I do. And she's like, yeah. all you got to do is just get someone to flatten the land, build a shed, mm-hmm. build a ring, 
And then that back door where that goes usually out to where the dogs use the, the bathroom the goes into a shed that has a ring in it. And I was just like, Bing, where the dogs genius. use the bathroom. Well, no, because I said, what about the dogs? And she said, you still have this much space, this much space, this much space. They walk around it, they go, and you scoop it up, and, and perfect. And, mm-hmm. and, I was, and, you know, obviously you can walk them. And I was like, so now I have rings in my eyes, because I have a feeling that <laughs> if I like can save up enough money, I could actually build a ring attachment in this yeah. house. And then when it came when it comes down to like reselling, and hey, it, in the meantime, if you want, you know, if you want us to have one, I mean, yeah, we definitely I could keep have it. I could keep it in your space. Yeah, we and definitely have the space. Move you should over. see the space. It's it's amazing. I I'm know, so yeah. grateful to have it mm-hmm. to have found this place because my brain can actually breathe. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a lot of complex stuff going on there, and mm-hmm. like just a couple of days of like I, I splash art all over the walls, and there's tapestries, and there's and there's just. And it has to, yeah, and it it has to, I have to have that because I've never Mm -hmm. had a space where my mind could flourish. Mm -hmm. I always had to use other people's spaces or or cram myself into your own, whatever. Having your own space is is, is magical. Yeah, it's like you become even more of a fully formed person when that happens, you know, because you have the room to do the things and to, well, so to make the mistakes. The privacy. And the, like, yeah. privacy is a huge thing for me. Like, it I like is. the fact that I can go to my yard and, I mean, not TMI, but you can walk around in your underwear back mm-hmm. there. You can walk around in my shorts. I can walk around naked if I want because it's, everything's privatized. Like, mm-hmm. everything, you know, high ceiling, high fences, high trees. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, nine to five, everyone's at work. Mm-hmm. You know, right. there's no one around. We can shoot back there and, and do machine gun fights and then mm-hmm. no one ever reports anything because it's like, you know. Nobody's home. I, yeah. I pretty much just told everybody in the world that it's easy to murder me in my house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't post your address. No, 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 no. I mean, if you come to my house looking to murder me, it's going to be a tough climb, man. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to dodge a lot of shit. But anyway, so... Um, uh, moving on to the next question. Hey, so, mountain murder. Uh, best time that you had shooting something. Um, uh, what's one of the shittiest times you've had, like oh, when you're shooting? Wow. Something? Doesn't um, this still have to be a super kid shoot? Or like a pet peeve? What you have about shooting? Something like that. Oh, you know, it's funny. We're united by the things we love and the things we hate. So. Yeah. Um. Let me see. I'm trying to find something that I hated. And this was this was a confusing part when I did pull away for a little while. Because, you know, I had those experiences that were really negative that affected right. everything else attached to it. Whether it was something you liked or hated. Yeah. It, it, you know, and it attached itself to anything even remotely related. And then I had to pull back and go, well... Is, is that negativity, does that really have anything to do with any of these other things? Yeah, yeah. And the thing yeah. is, I can't really recall anything that I... Well, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the the videos where I'm just, like, punched and I don't get to fight back at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those, just those... The one-sided being. Yeah, like, the, the belly punching where I don't even, like, take a swing or mm-hmm. anything. It's... It's not realistic, so the the amount that I have to suspend my disbelief goes pretty high, especially mm-hmm. considering how violent I am in real life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can take you apart in two minutes, <laughs> but it's I'm just going to stand that, here and let you punch me. <laughs> it's interesting how that works, because there's a, I mean, I, I'm, but I'm sure you're the kind of professional where I'd be like, hey, I have a video where you are getting beat up for, you know, 20 minutes, and you're like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, um, I might not enjoy. It's not gonna be my favorite video I've ever shot, yeah. but it's like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. Um, whereas I've met one girl 
only one in my entire life who was just like, I won't do any videos where I lose. And oh. I'm just like, really? Because you realize, it was a girl who was like baby-faced, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. total like, looked like the kind of girl who would lose in a match, you know? Like mm -hmm. she she was the face. She was a girl who would walk in and then there would be the undertaker ready to, you know, mm -hmm. tombstone her. Um, and I was like, oh, well, you're going to visit very soon and we have like 10 customs and you lose in all of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of kind of talking through it and uh, explaining how the fetish worked. Because it's like, you're not here as a dom. You're here as an actress. And mm -hmm. you're portraying these roles that people want you're you to portray. You're portraying the character. Right. And I'm, I'm okay with losing. Yeah. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. a fight. They're realistically, one of you is going to. And it's not always going to be the same one. And all this other stuff. Right. I have no problem with yeah. losing. It's when I'm asked to be a punching bag that just stands there and deals Takes with it. You know, and now if it's like an exhaustion match or something where clearly, you know, we've we both already taken forth. a beating yeah. or, or we do a little back and forth. But if I'm literally just being asked there to stand there with like my hands against the wall and just be punched for like an hour and not do anything yeah. about it. And I don't think I would, I, I'm not sure I would even. I, I would, We've done one like that. Where it was just like. Oh, it nothing. annoyed me so much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah. You were in a business suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, if God, that one if you ordered that custom. Yeah, I'm sorry if you're the one who ordered that really, custom. Because the guy's really, the guy's so nice. He was yeah, so I'm nice. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And he loved your, but I understand, like you wanted a little more action. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the action. I'm in the totally, acting for, totally cool. for it, you know. Um, and, and it also, interesting. it also kind of reminded me of some, a few situations in my actual life. So, you know, it had I that little you. kind of trigger moment in yeah. the back of my mind. Yeah, like, ah. yeah so it, it took a lot of holding back. Well, so like things where we... I have to hold back instead of yeah. express my full self, because I can express my full self as a jobber or a heel or a dom right. or whatever. I can still express and emote and and act and be involved, the things where I have to do less of that, mm -hmm. <laughs> where I have to be less of what I would actually be, whether it be winning or losing, then it's a little what? more difficult. That, that is, it is, you know, and it is, it is, I hate to say it, but that's, that's where the acting comes in. That's mm -hmm. where you have to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to be out of myself and, and you know, it's like, I, I imagine it's... Yeah, but with a dissociative disorder, there's only so much no, out no, of no. yourself you want to be. <laughs> that's true, that's <laughs> Before true. Before you become like... And that's the thing. That's the thing. If I if I get a yeah. custom for you and I you know I see that it leans towards that, I can easily call you and be like, Yeah, hey, yeah, we can discuss. Let it me and read this to you, and you know, yeah. and you can be like, oh, well, maybe I can add this and that, you know, and that's and, fine too. Yeah, but, and but just you, because I think of it in I terms of not... like like an actor who is being asked to play something yeah. hideous. Who yeah, they they've has... got to live with that for their whole lives because and when you. Yeah. Uh, at least when you're you're someone whose mind works like me, you don't live something once. You live it over and mm -hmm. over and over and over, and it's full detail. Uh, that's that's why I write in as much detail as I do. That's why it, sometimes it's difficult for me to go out in the world. I take in a lot, yeah. and and I relive it a lot. Um, and I I know a lot about a person sitting next to me without them having to open their mouths because mm -hmm. I've you know I've I've observe already got yeah I observe a lot. And so, you know, I take in so much and I relive it so many times that I have to ask myself, you know, what do, what am I okay with reliving a million times after I've done it? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes, you know, I do have to displease people or disappoint them and say, well, I'm sorry, this this might not make the list. And that's not anything personal to them. It's I... not anything personal to their fetish. I'm not ever going to knock anyone's fetish because no, I have all. no room to. Not at all. And <laughs> but... when someone's fetish is as simple as, hey, you know, there's a girl in the business suit getting punched in the stomach, you're like, all right, thank you for the making this easy. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you feel is just like, it doesn't, it's not conducive to yeah, my psychology. Yeah, it's not really clicking for me right now in my current head. Space. It doesn't mean like I don't respect their fetish. It doesn't mean that I don't right. think that you know they'll find good. the right actors who will have a bunch of fun and will love it. That's you know. It's great. like I get at, I get asked a lot like why don't I lose more? Mm-hmm. And if I have to be a hundred percent honest, ninety percent of the reason is because it just doesn't sell very well for us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it just the resale value is not there. Mm-hmm. But there's a ten percent. There's that small ten percent where I'm just like. I kind of like to be in a more dominant position during wrestling matches because I feel like it's safer. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like if it's somebody who's putting me in movies and someone decides that they really want to crank on something, which has happened before, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a girl who does sessions. She's used to guys who like to get beat up and she starts Mm -hmm. wailing on me and hits me the wrong way in the solar plexus. I mean, that could hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, like hurt permanently. And so I always get a little apprehensive and I'm just like, you know what, let me be in control. Let me be the person who puts you you know, picks you up, puts you down, and I know that I'm doing it safely. Mm-hmm. I know that when I drop you for a pile driver, you're not going to feel a thing. Mm-hmm. But if there's a girl who decides to get fucking fancy and pick me up for something and drop me the wrong way, that's my ass. Yeah. And so I understand. There's 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 mm-hmm. a lot of your persona that goes into what you will and will not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I totally get it. But I I'm open to discussion. You know, there's oh, always yeah. yeah there's a people who like can you do a quick five minute clip where you're getting triangle choked by Sumiko I'm like that's easy yeah. you know like yeah we did that and I haven't sold it because then I have a feeling it's not going to sell but I'll put it up one day mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but okay so we have the, the best we have the not so best um, and I think that pretty much covers it um, I uh, and again nothing personal to the person not at all right. no, 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 no 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 and it's not just because it's, his fetish doesn't ma- merge with what yeah yeah it, a lot of it has core. to do with my head and Maria did a custom for him as well actually yeah. which one was that you were in a, wearing a, like a military suit yeah was it the airline yeah or, yeah was it airline or I, not military I think it was Air Force? airline oh okay like I was a stewardess yeah I actually like these peanuts one. on warm belly punch belly punch belly punch and then I was. Stripped down to like a different suit or something. You were in a bikini, yeah, and, I it, and then I had to put it back on or something. Like or that. yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yes, and it was just lots of big belly punches. Oh, yeah. okay. But That's but what that me. <laughs> but, it, but it's funny because like for somebody else who likes to be dommed, like they might oh, find yeah. that to be a fantastic. That would be club. the yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. be like I just get to do this and just yeah, but, get hit and you know. But someone who probably around the same time had just mm-hmm. gone through like an assault they didn't really remember. <laughs> Hitting a bad timing, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No. Bad timing. Just didn't work out. Man. I get right it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not leaving it at assault. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what is the, um, uh, where do you see yourself in, uh, in like about, let's say, next five years? Are you still, because like uh, you, you did mention that you wanted to turn this into kind of more of like, okay, a fun sidekick. I know you're yeah. writing and. Uh, yeah, writing has pretty much consumed my life to the point where there's barely any room for school anymore. I think a big part of my brain has gone, okay, you can make money doing whatever, and you clearly have wanted to do this. That was my ring, sorry. Oh. Yeah, you clearly wanted... There's a new animal in the house. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, you you know, I've clearly wanted to do it since I've exi- have existed and known how to read and write at the same time. And um, you know, I have so much experience in the the wrestling and the the fetish modeling and everything that mm-hmm. it seems like every state I go to, I know someone involved in it, and it just you know, I like I like the fun of it. Honestly, Good. I almost kind of see myself in almost the same place but a little more advanced you know I want my I, I want my writing my my sci-fi novels and everything to be making enough money to support me but I also want to you know do some fun stuff on the side that'll I live to have something to write about Good. I've kind of discovered that about myself I live hmm. and I have all these adventures I dig you up dinosaurs in the Dakotas <laughs> you know you have tales to tell <laughs> yeah exactly I I live to to have these interesting things to tell all these stories about. Well, then so. let's close out that way. Can you give us a little bit of a plug in terms of uh, where we can find your work, or is there anything? Well, like... uh, I'm not advertising oh, my shit. first sci-fi a lot. Damn it. Uh, yeah, because uh, it, it is an erotic sci-fi. Mm. It does go. When, see, when is it not erotic? I... <laughs> it, well, sometimes it's not. Well, yeah. and sometimes it doesn't focus. I on jerk it to Empire Strikes Back at least like three times a day. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. It's, that. it's that heavy breathing, right? Like the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't, tell, can't tell who that is right now. Um, do you have anything that you have planned coming out that people can check out? Like well, I have or... this, um, you know, I have this series. It's an erotic sci-fi series called What Eight. are they not? No, I'm <laughs> Occasionally they're not. Um, it's called ACE. Um, the first one is called The Unnamed. This next one that's coming out in July is called The Unknown. Cool. Uh, my, um, I go by a pen name only for the erotic stuff because a lot of my stuff is kind of messed up right now. Uh, mm. My This first novel, it was the first thing that just came screaming out of me. In its completion, <laughs> like I tried to work on other things instead, and it was not happening. Yeah. Like so it had to go. Yeah, it, it, it had to go. So, uh, but I'm going to start advertising them more when they're not so much obviously a product of mental illness. <laughs> Some of the best work I've ever read have been products. Oh. This is not one of them. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. I, but I, I feel. Got, I feel like you know. It. One of my favorite movies of all time is is Fear and Loathing in, in you know Las Vegas, and that is definitely the product. Someone. Of, that's funny. <clears> someone <throat> actually compared me to that author not long ago. There you ago. go. That's wow. a good. That's a good way to start. Yeah, but it, it was mostly because uh, you know there's a certain level of writers who are just so mentally ill. That you don't know what they're going to do to their heads but here's to, the thing. to get out of it's, reality. It's not the energy as much as how you, um, not embrace it, but like, you know, capture it. And, and, and yeah, he shot himself it. in the head. He did. Yeah. And yeah. there's a reason. Well, he it's also because... shot himself in the head because he, he, in his own words, was, I think it was something like, you know, I, I, I'm not just, I've done everything. I, 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 everything's boring now. I've done what I came to do, you know. I've mm-hmm. done everything that I've wanted to do. And, uh, I mean, once again, he was... Unstable. Yeah. Um, and I but wish just like he like a I, lot of really great authors. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of really great authors specifically yeah, target their minds like that, yeah. and, and yeah. like Poe who drank himself to death. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of 
my writing is so all-consuming that I can literally walk around with 90% of my brain in a fiction tunnel. I'm completely in another world and trying to focus on this one. Well, you're not allowed to shoot yourself with a shotgun. All right, um, fine. <clears throat> he didn't well, shoot drink himself. yourself to death. Actually, either. I think he used a hang... He used I like, won't drink myself to death no. either. Or hang yourself. He used, he used a handgun. Or stick my head in the oven. Sorry. Don't, don't, <laughs> e- don't, don't email me on that one. I think he, he used a handgun. I'll get emails going like, no, it wasn't a shotgun, dude. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Um, Weapon. But anyway, so uh, it, it's difficult to deal with that kind of brain where you absorb so very much. I can't imagine. And have to, like literally, I uh, have to write yeah. thousands of words per day, or I would not be able to have this conversation with you. Um, I would not Heard be coherent yeah. because there's so much. There's so many words and and voices in my head. They have to go somewhere so yeah. that I, as a person, yeah. can function in the real world. Um, one of the great things about art is is that it's usually produced by insanity. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, some of the best music. I, some of the best music I know comes from people who were mm-hmm. very uh, had a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, some of the best art I've seen came from people who were schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the most beautiful movies I've well, seen. Well, the people who see and sense and understand so much, they live in a world yeah. with a lot of people who don't. Yeah. And that's very, very lonely. It is. I, ever since I was young, I was pretty lonely. It takes, you know, I gravitate towards people who of intelligence who can have real conversations because if I gravitate if bad gravitor, if I gravitate, is that one of those kinky sci-fi yes. words? Gravitor. It involves edibles. <laughs> Come and gravitor at me. Uh-huh. But uh, if I go in the opposite direction, you know, if I can't have a real conversation, then I do get those those feelings of of depression and anxiety and all this other stuff because it's difficult when you see just so much and you're around people who just don't. Or don't want to. Well, one of the good things uh, is that in this situation, in this current situation, we were all very lucky to find each other and meet and and Mm -hmm. interact and become friends. Um, We, I think, our lives would be uh, poorer if we had not. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that that's the case. Yeah, and we definitely make uh, each other's lives pretty interesting. I mean, we had an interesting fucking day. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, there was uh, some of the silliest shit we ever shot today, <laughs> but fun and, yeah. and and one of those things, but right? That's what I was looking but for. Fun. But fun, but fun. <laughs> but no, I was I was filming it, and I was just like, this is this is over the top. This is what the guy wants. This is silly. This is gonna sell. Because mm-hmm. we, you guys deliver that in such a way, and and we get a lot of people who are like you know legit pro wrestling people, like mm-hmm. not legit. Sorry, I don't mean to say legit, but people who are more into professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. So when they see us do an exhaustion match, it's all over the place and it's really over the top, but it's not really wrestling. It's a lot of blows and like mm-hmm. com- goofy. They mm-hmm. get Cloudy. so cynical. They're just like, oh, is this what you call wrestling? I'm like, no, this is a fucking. Custom. Mm-hmm. This is a custom video, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, but those are my favorites. I love being able to step outside of our, you know, kind of comfort zone and go and like, oh, let's do this, let's do that, let's, mm-hmm. let's have experiment. Let's, let's experiment. Yeah. You guys come up with ideas, like you mm-hmm. know, oh yeah, what if you grab her head and do this, or you slam it into the mm-hmm. door, you know, like and that one where I came up with. Well, I don't want any spoilers. No, I mean I they don't. Give any spoilers. It's not like we're showing them the video. But. Well, you know, when I. Uh, it, Let's show it. Punch yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Punch I got you to punch yourself because I was woozy uh, and I went on one and a two and a. Oops, that wasn't supposed we were, to happen. We did one where it was uh, Jacqueline was uh, 
shooting for her company, and it was something like I think Sumiko took a face set from Lucy Purr. For, yeah. for, this is for Velvet's Fantasies. It's called Super Ninja Showdown. I think it just came out. <laughs> fucking amazing video, and like Sumiko will she took a serum so she keeps waking up very quickly, mm-hmm. and kind of like you did today with the conks. But mm-hmm. uh, so she gets face set by Lucy Purr and she falls asleep and then she wakes up again and Lucy's still kind of hovering her butt over her face and like Sayo had this idea or maybe it was Jacqueline who had the idea. It's like when she wakes up, punch her in the stomach so when she pops her head up, her right goes there. right into Lucy's butt <laughs> and she knocks herself out with Lucy's ass. So it was this great shot of like, punk and she's out and Lucy did this great reaction where she grabs her butt. She's like, ow. Why did you do that? You know, it was the <laughs> cutest thing. It was like something out of an anime. Aww. But it's little moments like that where I'm just like, that's adorable. And then that translates to when you guys are doing a pro match and you pull mm-hmm. off a killer like fucking submission move. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's like that feeling of like you're geeking out over your own work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you get that a lot when you're writing. So eventually Eliza will publish something that um, she will tell know. the world about. In the meantime, it's... it's. I'm, I'm working on memoirs. I've actually written journals my whole life. I have like dozens of journals just sitting around that have to be something one day. And my poetry, anyone is welcome to check out my poetry. A lot of it is... Is there a uh, website? Well, uh, some some of it was recently published on a website called Page and Spine. Okay. And they paid me about $7 per poem because the poems are really tiny, oh. you know? But, hey, getting paid, writing and getting paid for it, that counts as being a real writer. I would write a poem called $7. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to pay for seven. my next small meal at the... Waffle House. McDonald's. <laughs> oh, I have to show you a, I have to show you some of the ridiculous stuff that Ryan and I get up to in the middle of the night. Please do. Send it to uh, me. There there's this we just made this it was it's literally an opera song called Waffle Hoosen. Nice. It's like, do you want to go to the Waffle Hoosen? And we and we recorded it over and over again so that, that we got so many of our voices synced up you know he and i sang over and over again a few times and our voices synced up to the point where it does crescendo and just all this other stuff it sounds like an actual opera but it's so freaking ridiculous yeah he's Um, still gotta put it up but yeah it's so ridiculous but at the same time we harmonized like it was an actual you know opera song at the end and it was all it was just so fancy well shit <laughs> on that note, um, I don't think Do we have anywhere else to go. To the <laughs> we are not officially sponsored by the Waffle House. <laughs> by the Waffle House. I said Hoosen. the Waffle House, and I didn't say um, anything that can get me sued. But, uh, but anyway, so uh, thank you so much to uh, Eliza and to Maria for uh, being with us tonight. We had an amazing shoot. And thank um, you, listeners. And thank um, you. I think we touched on a lot of amazing topics. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot. We're very multifaceted when it mm-hmm. comes to the kind of people mm-hmm. that, that work in this business. And um, uh, we're all human, man. Mm-hmm. And we all got brains and stuff. So uh, we uh, <laughs> we look forward to seeing you guys for the next podcast. Uh, yes. I think we're going to be, I mentioned it in the last one, but we're going to be having Misty Lovelace, Sky Blue, uh, Nicole O'Ring, Sin Sage popping through. Hmm. Jacqueline and I are eventually going to cross podcast where we're going to um, do an interview with each other where we're going to talk about how nice. we both started our Aww. businesses. Um, for that one. But that one's going to be interesting because that, one, that one's going to be one where it's like, let's start at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. with like, 
the things that triggered us into wanting to even do this. And right. I think fans before gonna, you ever knew each other. Yeah, because I think yeah, long before that. we both want to really set that down in stone and talk about it. So look forward to that. Um, and yeah, of course, yeah. we have uh, tons of people coming through. Um, and I'll crash whenever I can. Yeah. Hey, just crash yeah. Right. And Eliza is back. So if you guys want to order any customs, um, as long as it's not Eliza getting punched for 30 minutes. Um, and even then... <laughs> just add something. Even then, give her just one swing. Yeah, seriously. Just give like literally swing. give her... like Let, let her, me flip someone over. Let her give or... me one middle finger. Yes. There was one scene earlier today where you said something like you had the boxing gloves on and she's like, are you had enough? And you're like, no. And you held up your glove and I'm like... She giving her the finger to the glove. <laughs> I almost stopped you to be like, I'm giving you the finger now. You, you can't see it. But, but it's, it's in there. Really there. You can't see it, but this is my finger. <laughs> this is my, this finger. is my boxing finger. We should let's go let's go refilm that. Um, <laughs> Quick now. But no, um, so uh, Eliza is back. If you want to order any customs with her and Maria mm-hmm. and anybody else in the current roster, please keep, email keep us. Keep me working so I can keep yes. writing. Email us at <laughs> imsleepercid at yahoo.com. Uh, go to our sites at skwppv.com, uh, sleeperkidsworld.com. Uh, I don't know what my Twitter page is. I think Twitter is just sleeperkid. Uh, I can no, 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 I'm not on you Twitter. You do not have so memorized yet. No, I do not. I, I, I you know, Twitter's kind of If I had a push for sale store, I'd be fucked. Because I'd yeah. be like, I don't know the number. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, like ICQ. I have a push for sale store. I don't remember. I'm Wait, at... I might actually remember the number by now. Wait a minute. <laughs> My clips for sale store number, I think, is 21686, or it could be 21868. Oh, I don't know which. the numbers backwards. <laughs> Try them both and see what if you, you get. If you see me, you probably got the right one. It's going to be Eliza and then just just lots of pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, more blood. I think that's the story. I just called lots of pee. No, um, lots of pee. I have a video called Puddle of Blood. That's good. That's actually, that sounds interesting. Um, so, uh, and uh, my Twitter is at SleeperKid. I also have an Instagram, which is, um, I never actually announced my Instagram, but it, it is at uh, SKWSleeperKid, one word. And uh, we look forward to creating more stuff for you guys. Look forward to some big updates. We have tons of videos that we want to release. I think I edited 17 in the last two days. Wow. Um, three days. That's why my eyes switch Uh But we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And um, we will see you guys soon. Bye. Everybody say bye. Nice bye. to see you. And bye. adios. Bye.